The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. right infidels you found us here channelattitude.com hameen media group where you get the most real talk the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from aew and wwe impact and more because we're gonna break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at hmg so you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here there's only five dollar face slaps infidel hello so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. This is unbelievable. 
They are rumbling in Los Angeles. No way. Lester trying to get away. a boss up and no. Lester does, but then it's the back. The, the back. back gave out. They need to bell outside and Chotzi with the assist from Natalia. Suicide dive. Chelsea for the right just dropped Natty. Smiling about her handiwork. Oh, this is rather kind of Chelsea to pose for photos mid-match. I mean, SoFi Stadium wants to take home some memorabilia. Yeah, she might have turned her attention, though, to Raquel Rodriguez. And Chelsea <laughs> launching herself off, off the top rope to get out of harm's way. Liv and Raquel now, the last duo standing at the moment. Liv, get ready for your WrestleMania moment. Raquel with Liv up high, and Liv dropped on everybody. Double team. A homage, a heart attack. Cover by Natalia for the win, and Chelsea Green gonna break things up. Natalia and Shotzi honoring Natalia's late father, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Of course, after Her the uncle. Heart Foundation. Brett the Hitman Hart. And Natalia now slamming Chelsea onto Sonya. The only kind of teamwork I like better than using your own partner as a weapon <laughs> is using someone else's partner as a weapon. And is Natalia gonna try to do a, a double sharpshooter? Two for the price of one. And she is! Wow! DeMille and Green both in the sharpshooter. Will they tap out? Natalia looking to put him away. Meanwhile, Liv Morgan. WrestleMania highlight of the night is presented by the Xfinity 10G Network. Get a reliable connection and the fastest internet from Xfinity. The future starts now. It is WrestleMania weekend, and this is the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. The ring is filled with WWE superstars. You're eliminated when you go over the top rope, and both feet hit the floor. Lastly, Strowman Reed remain. And now Bronson Reed! Strowman's done. We're not a Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley. Nobody home! Fear! Reed eliminated! Bobby Lashley's the winner! Lashley just did the incredible. Bobby Lashley wins the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Oh, oh, goodness. I lost my breath just listening to that. McIntyre all too happy to answer. Oh, wow. This is absolutely incredible. Sounds like a slaughterhouse in here. Place. Guys, it, it's Sheamus. Gunther almost desperate in that moment to stop McIntyre's forward progression. And Sheamus is now back in the ring. If we can, we got to get a close up of Sheamus's chest. You want to talk about a slaughterhouse, Corey? You got to look at Sheamus's chest busted open from these chops by Gunther and Drew McIntyre. And now Sheamus is going to turn things around to McIntyre.
just kicked Sheamus in the face. Sheamus could not believe that McIntyre had the audacity to do that. Sheamus has got to be feeling a level of betrayal from his longtime friend, but... I agree, this is awesome. I mean, 
Snoop Dogg declared that a match was going to take place. Well, I, I, the Snoop Dogg's going to make sure the match this, continues. This isn't okay. Snoop can do whatever he wants. I guess we are in Inglewood. <laughs> I think those glasses cost more than Mrs. Suit. The dog father. Inside Hell in a Cell is by pinfall or submission. We're about to witness ourselves a duel. An edge with a steel chair. Oh no. Barely phasing the demon who now unloads with a kendo stick on edge. Incredible speed possessed by Finn Balor. Seems almost exacerbated as the demon. Ed took, edge took the blame, Corey that he formed Judgment Day, and he said now he has to end it as he knows it, takes out the leader. Nearly a vehicle for all the festering anger inside. Edge may rue the day that he requested the demon. The demon! Unloading with kendo stick shot after kendo stick shot! Muscling. And onto the table. Oh, and a chair. And again. Gonna break his ribs. I think that's the goal. The demon ascending yet again. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Get down from there. Balor, what the hell are you doing? No. Get down from there.
Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time for your WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2023! Brandy, his sister Teal, his daughter Liberty, his mother Michelle. This is a moment generations in the making for the Rhodes family. And the young man that Cody Rhodes is presenting his weight belt to tonight is little Brody, John Huber's son, the late Luke Harper's young boy who is here at ringside tonight to witness this incredible moment. ago, Roman Reigns issued an almost dismissive look in the direction of his challenger, Cody Rhodes. I know Cody witnessed it, and Cody will use that as fuel on his mission tonight to finish the story. But the bottom line is, this has been Roman Reigns' world for so long, Roman doesn't care about anybody who exists in it. Acknowledge me! Roman Reigns 
in his time, trying to lift Cody up. Cody trying to somehow hang on. Cody trying to hang on! Barrel body drop through the table! Roman ripped through the damn table! Cody's got a chance! Come on, Cody! You got a chance! Listen to the count, Cody. You don't want to let this opportunity go up in smoke. The referee's at six, he's at six. Cody, get the ring, break the count! Smart. Cody knew what he needed to do just that quick. Oh. Maybe not. Cody Rhodes building some momentum. Rhodes with a kick to the midsection. There's the big right hand. Rhodes back to his feet. Up over the top. Scoop slam. So far is rumbling. Michael Cole, it feels like we are on the precipice of history. Oh, Cody Cutter! Cover for the Cody. title! For the title! Look at the leg! Oh my god, he kicked out of two! He's all yours, like that! It looks as though doubt is creeping in to the champion's mind. Corey, Roman Reigns has the same reaction that everybody here has, including you and me.
bringing to the folks. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low depth, make us so we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays, man. Unfatable, so please don't try to fake this. But uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'ma let them understand From a young G's perspective And before me digger the bitch, I have to find a contraceptive You never know, she could be earning her man and learning her man And at the same time burning her man Now you know I ain't with that shit, Lieutenant Ain't no pussy good enough to get burned while I'm offended And that's realer than real deal, holy feel And now you hookers and hoes know how I feel Well, if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff It's like this and like that and like this, Santa It's like that and like this and like that, Anna It's like this and like that and like this, Santa Drake creep to the mic like a fan Now, yes, I'm your host, Jimmy T That is Dr. Jeff Lippman And that is Chris Ams and we're right back to talk WrestleMania Night 2 in Hollywood, California. Now, guys, uh, it's a tough one, but do you think Night 2 was more hype than Night 1 if you go overall the whole show? Jeff? I don't understand the question. Do you, do you think, well, do you think you, Night 2 was better than Night 1, essentially? No, Night 1 was much better than Night 2. Really? Wow. Yeah, I, I, I thought that Night 2 was by far inferior. It wasn't even close. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm shocked, Chris. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, one of these show one of these shows was not like the other. One of these shows just doesn't belong. Wow, wow, that's that's hype, man. Well, guys, can you just give me a moment? I'm just gonna well, get I'm something. In, but... I'm creeping in. I'm creeping in. I'm creeping. I'd be happy to take a moment myself. Oh, well, yeah. When I get back, you take the moment if you need to. I'm just gonna take a quick piss. So, uh, Chris or Jeff, just get it started with the first match of the show. I'll be back in a minute. Uh, you want to do rock, paper, scissors for it? Or? <laughs> Go for it, Jeff. What was the first match? Uh, well, the first, well, of course, the first match was almost versus Brock Lesnar because right. Brock Lesnar's coming in and out. And, you know, everyone knew it was going to be the first match and he's leaving early, which I guess is really no clue as to his win loss record. So, this is another one that I got wrong. Um, but this was obviously. Goliath against Mega Goliath, <laughs> and uh, I, you know it was what everyone sort of expected. But I, you know, I think everyone's going to shit on the match, and I think it was exactly what it should have been. It was exactly what it could have been. Um, now, I don't understand why you know Brock agrees to a match with their new young giant, and you have Brock Lesnar go over. He doesn't need it, um, you know, and it sort of buries the giant. I don't know where almost goes from here, but the match basically started. I'll try to be Jimmy and try and do a play-by-play. The match started basically with Brock doing his usual, you know, they're standing next to each other. You see the visual commentary made a big deal. How Brock Lesnar is a huge man, a super heavyweight. All the credentials he has, all of the championships he's won, all of the he's won King of the Ring, he's won Money in the Bank, he won the Royal Rumble twice, etc., etc. Uh, and he, he looks like a regular sized person next to Omos. Uh, and then they do the usual where, you know, Brock is trying to run into him and he can't take him down. And he's trying to sneak behind him and do German suplexes, but almost elbows him or he's too powerful and almost is manhandling him. And what's Brock going to do? At one point, almost is Brock in the corner and he does the, the run to do a splash or, you know, whatever, whatever Vader used to do. Um, 
or the, the one move Parker Bordreau knows how to do. Um, and, you know, of course, Brock got out of the way and almost sort of awkwardly hit the ring post and staggered him. Brock did three German suplexes, put him in Suplex City. The first one you could see, he, he got his, both of them worked together and getting their bodies real low. And it was sort of an easy one. It was almost like a cheap suplex. They both bent their knees, which I'm not criticizing. It was just obvious and it was cool to see almost working with Brock that way. You know, you know, sort of sort of being an analyst and insider looking at those things. Now I'm looking at those things I never would have. The other two suplexes more like traditional suplexes. Uh, Rock was acting like his back was really hurting, almost put him in some bear hugs and trying to overpower him and some near falls. But, you know, Brock failed in getting him in the F5 once because of his back. But then he went to it again. He successfully hit it. I thought this was when almost would, would put his leg on the rope or MVP would put his leg on the rope. But Brock hooked the leg that was closest to the rope. And I'm like, oh, no, everybody else was right. Brock is going to win. And I enjoyed it. I just I just don't understand the ending. Um, you know, and I, what like I don't know what you do with it. Does he turn face? You know, is he, you know, is he just the enforcer, but not supposed to win matches for a group like a reformed art business, which I can't go one show without babbling about. I, I don't know. I enjoyed the match. I, I, the, the, the end just leaves me scratching my head, especially if Triple H is in charge, because that that seems like a Vince move and a Vince compromise. Uh, so I don't know. Kick it over to you, Chris. Oh, um, well, this match went exactly how I thought it would. Um, I said that Brock Lesnar was going to go over, and I thought that there was no reason whatsoever for almost to go over in this match. Um, him being a giant aside, he is simply not ready to be in there against anybody else. The reason why you put him against Brock is because is because Brock is tough enough, and Brock probably said, yeah, fuck it. I'll go in there, and if he gets out of line, I'll beat the shit out of this kid. Um, and I don't think you have anybody else on the roster who would feel that way about taking a match against somebody who is as green as almost is. Um, he's not ready to face anybody else. I wouldn't feel comfortable with him in the ring against a Seth Rollins or uh, Roman Reigns or literally like anybody else because he's going to injure somebody if he tries or he's going to do what he did here tonight, which is basically the giant Gonzalez routine where he looked like absolute crap. Um, Brock Lesnar got a match out of this kid, and good for Brock Lesnar that he was able to do that. If Brock Lesnar does resign, if he comes back, if he comes back for six months, a year from now, um, he can still be slotted right into a main event scene because he beat almost the last time we saw him. Um, almost is not that guy. Uh, at least not yet. I'm not saying there's no possibility for him to get there, but right now he's not even close to ready. So this was the right booking to me. Well, it was the perfect match actually to start night two, I felt. It was a traditional, you know, two big men type of match. I must say when Omos tossed uh, Brock, that that looked like, man, that looked like it really hurt Chris. I that mean, was awesome. He, that was an landed- awesome spot. Brock made him look like a million bucks to start oh, this match off. Absolutely. Absolutely made him look like a million bucks. And I feel like now he looks like a strong heel moving forward. So we'll see what happens. I've also found out, apparently Brock was doing an interview, I think with Daniel Cormier, as a matter of fact, um, the night before, during night one. And he actually said that 
he doesn't know if he's going to re-sign, man. He doesn't know if he wants to continue wrestling and he just wants to make the kid look good. So that that's kind of interesting, Chris. What do you think? Do you think he sort of rides off in the sunset or do we expect him to come back? He did also mention that in 2020 he wanted to be done, but Vince convinced him to come back and here we are. So it's interesting. And he made more money than he had ever made before because he wasn't sure that he wanted to come back. Listen, right. um, if you're in a position where somebody is trying to sign you, Tell them you're not sure you want to come back. Tell them, I, you know, I know you guys want to sign me, but I'm just, I'm not sure, you know, I'm just not sure if there's any possibility that someone could convince me to come back or anything like that. I'm not sure what it would take, but probably a lot of money. Um, This is just Brock being Brock. He'll be back. And if he's not back right away, he'll be back in a year. Uh, He'll go and he'll hunt in Saskatoon and then he'll come back. (laughs) whenever he's done fucking sable or whatever he'll he'll remember that after he fucked sable he was thinking of of bobby lashley and he'll come back in a year it's this is brock lesnar just getting his money he also said part of the deal of him re-signing was that he wants to have the beard he was saying this to vince he wants his hair being the way it is and vince is like yeah i love it it's all good (laughs) so yeah don't tell brock what to do and sign him yeah i mean that's Exactly. This, this is how you keep Brock Lesnar happy. Give him a shit ton of money. Don't fucking tell him what to do. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Um, Todd says, and people forget this was supposed to be Brock versus Bray. And Brock was like, that don't work for me, brother. <laughs> well, Brock was right. I mean, <laughs> you know, apparently people who work with Bray know better than we do. And certainly better than I do. My well, guess is it, that just my guess is that, <laughs> that was not a creative decision. My guess is that Brock quite astutely probably looked at Bray Wyatt and said, this guy is clearly not mentally healthy and he's had breakdowns before. He has no showed things before. He has not shown up to things before. And I don't want to be the guy on the other end of that fucking stick. So good for him. And sorry for Bobby Lashley that he was, that he was the guy who got stuck with that fucking assignment. No, I know it's it's sad, man. Uh, If, if Bray's gone, what an idiot. That's all I got to say. I mean, it, but it's it not, I, it I don't even, again, I don't even think it's idiot. I, if he's mentally I ill, mean, come on. fine. I mean, okay, but fine. But it, it's, it's not his fault. It's not something that I'm going to blame Bray Wyatt for. It's not a situation right, right. No, when you're mentally course. ill that you could just be tougher or be smarter or whatever. You just, you, you go through what you're going through. And if that's what he's going through, fine. But if I'm WWE, I'm not taking the fucking risk of resigning him either. Fair call. Sorry. As they should no. right? No, right. Sorry, not sorry. It is what it is. I mean, fuck. I can't just say this. Can we just say now that The Miz, and sorry, I'm going to say, I, I, you guys probably won't agree, but The Miz has bigger balls than Bray Wyatt. Just saying. What? <laughs> what? I don't know. Did you not uh, listen to a word that Chris just said? No, I know. I did. I'm just saying. The Miz has bigger balls than Bray Wyatt, if you understand what I mean by that. No. Nope. You know how he says he's got, well, Chris, you've hardly watched WWE, so you probably don't understand. But you know how he says I, he's I got big balls? I get that he balls? says he has big balls. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. He's got bigger balls than Bray Wyatt, man. Again, I don't think that this is a situation where it's about bravery or anything like that. If Bray is... And again, this could be completely wrong. Bray might just be a fucking asshole. I mean, I don't know. But it clearly looks to me like he has some mental illnesses. And it's not because he's not brave. It's not because he's not trying hard. If he's mentally ill, he's mentally ill. There's nothing he can do about it, man. There's nothing he can do about it. And maybe he's just an asshole. I don't know. Maybe he's just an emo dickhead. Who the fuck knows what's going on? 
Yeah. And maybe well, there's some from column A and some from column B, and who knows which one is the, the yeah. bigger part of that cocktail. We don't know. So I'm not prepared to say anything about balls. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to fathom because he has worked in the business for a long time. A long time, right. Um, you know, and there's other people who have disappeared only to reappear again, seemingly, you know, to to have used mental health as an excuse, you know, uh, you know, Leo Rush sort of famously, you know, did it, but you know, others it was real. ACH was in professional wrestling for a long time, and just you know, he takes extended leaves and then shows up again. But he, you know, he, he you know, he can't do it. So I don't, I don't know which. I don't want to speculate, but it, you know, maybe it's because he doesn't have big balls. Maybe it's because he, maybe it is something he can't control at all, or he can't control sometimes. But he ain't getting any younger. He ain't getting into any better shape. And Listen, I'm going to turn heel on Bray, but that's not a fault thing. It's just because I'm disappointed. It disappointed me. It also caused disappointment to Lashley, and I'm a mark for both of them. So it was so it was like a exponential dis- double disappointment for me. Right. But the sum of the disappointment was greater than than the parts. Um, so anyway, I, I don't really feel like talking about this too much because he, you know, he he impacted WrestleMania adversely and this is the night he impacted it adversely and you could see that they didn't want to do a sec uh, you know they had six matches instead of seven they they I, I don't think they were planning to do that second stupid Miz segment I think the Shane O'Mac thing was a last minute call or, or you know some things got moved around because it seemed like at the beginning of the night they were in a bit of a rush uh, there was very little filler between match one and two and I don't. I didn't have any complaints about that, but then they backloaded the filler at the end, which I had plenty of complaints about, and I blame that squarely on the fact that they didn't have a seventh match. Well, yeah. Well, I, I actually think, and we'll move on after I say this. Wait, actually, hang on. I, I have something to say. One more thing about this match, definitely, and definitely. basically just because we've already brought him up once, but uh, Track Brown. Uh, likes to refer to Brock Lesnar as the Negro Slayer. So after he beat <laughs> almost tonight, I sent Track a gif of of Brock winking. So there you go, Track. We love you, buddy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's true. I have seen him say that a lot, actually. So yeah, shout out to Achek Brown. Um, you just threw me off, though, Chris, big time. Uh, but I will say this: um, with Bray Wyatt, I truly think, and we'll move on right after this. He didn't want to lose to to Bobby Lashley, I think, and he had a cry and took his ball and went home. I mean, it is what it is. We'll find out more in the coming weeks, no doubt about it. But anyway, let's move on, though, because uh, next we got the Fatal 4-Way WrestleMania Showcase match, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's what's it called? It's Gunther versus Sheamus versus, uh, and I'm not going in order here because, or was it next? I mean, actually, it probably was. It was Gunther versus Sheamus versus McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship. And I hate to say it, boys, but this was a banger after banger after banger. You don't hate this, to say it. You love saying oh, it. I love saying it. I mean, this match lived up to what we expected, put it that way, actually. And uh, maybe even more. It was that good. And boy, were they hitting themselves really hard. Jeff, did you yeah. enjoy this? Yeah, excellent. You, I mean, this is, you know, this is what i like this is the kind of wrestling that i like this 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 is why i don't look at you know people like sammy Guevara and jungle boy and johnny gargano mm-hmm. you know or dominic mysterio and say that's the future these are stars because these three guys look like stars to me 
they're big guys. They're they're six four, six five, six six. They're they're two two fifty, you know, to two eighty. Yeah, they look like they could be out of the movies or comic books or whatever. If anyone was ever to just do a Thor movie, not based on the MCU, but actual Thor, and get the the black hair dye out of, out of Drew's head and just make it normal, you know, as normal, maybe a more brownish reddish color like the actual uh etta poems had thor described as uh like chris's coloring yes uh, drew could walk right into that um yeah but th these were the only thing i didn't like is that there was a while where where gunter wasn't involved in the match at all of course it, it worked out later when he did that last second jump from the top rope which is really not a gunter move so the payoff was worth it but i'm just like wondering what on earth has ever hurt gunther that much that he's not involved in a match for six or seven minutes but again here, the story was really about Drew and Sheamus, not so much about Gunter, uh, except about his continuing dominance. And what WWE showed me tonight, which is, which is sort of a new wrinkle, is that they, it is really important for them to have long-term champions for lots of those belts. The Usos had one year, uh, or more than one, you know, almost a full year is undisputed, but you know, more than one year with at least one of those straps. Bianca just, you know, eclipsed one year. Gunter is, you know, is now safely going to eclipse 10 months and probably more. Uh, Roman, you know, everyone who's listening to the show, I'm sure already knows Roman retained. So now he's, you know, he's going to pass a thousand days because he's not going to have to defend it again, at least until the next pay-per-view. Um, so they do care about these long reigns and reestablishing these titles is something that's important, not changing the title every four, six months. You know, they may play around with some of the titles, like the women's tag team titles and the U.S. title, and they'll probably rotate which title sort of gets semi-hot potato, but they're, they're going to give us these long reigns and not just to spite A.J. Lee and, and leave it on Nikki Bella because they have six reality shows for their plan. And they're, they're doing it to make the titles feel important and to build up these these wrestlers to invest in these wrestlers as stars and and on occasion build up some of their adversaries as stars as well and um i thought this match was great and listen i got this was wrong i thought the drew was going to turn on sheamus they certainly teased that enough maybe that'll come another day but i have no complaints with gunter winning i love the fact that he's now going to sur surpass 10 months and probably go longer and may get a, a we might get a title versus title match at a major pay-per-view coming up with mm. Gunter versus Drew. And, you know, everyone's like, what's the story after Cody? Well, that's the story after Cody, possibly. Or that's I one think yeah. this is right. the how you separate the belts going forward, though, with Roman. I think they're going to do... I think Cody will, will win the WWE Championship shortly. Could be. But we'll see. Anyway. Continue. Maybe they Sorry. do a fatal three-way, two out of three falls, and Gun Gunter wins one fall, and Cody wins the other. Oh, jeez. Imagine that. Both, that belts hang awesome. both belts hanging above the ring. One of them grabs one. One of them grabs the other. Yeah, could we, could like they it. save it for money in the bank in London, possibly, for something like that? It that makes the most That would sense. go over really big for the UK crowd. Yep. That's true. Absolutely. I can Only see that. I can see that. Otherwise, money in the bank should, you know, it's like, the Royal Rumble, you don't really have usually, you know, the Royal Rumble is the star of the show. The Money in the Bank match just should be the star of the show. But you're right. It For is this, the first yeah, show in London right. in a long time in a, in a big, which, what, how much, how many people does that venue seat? Did they go with uh, one of the big outdoor arenas or did they go with an indoor? No, no, no. They went with the O2 arena, which fits around 15, 16,000. Yeah. I don't see it. Then I don't see it. Really? 
Hmm. Not enough people. I mean, they could have done a big stadium show, and I'm telling you, it probably would have sold out. I don't know why they decided not to. The weather, probably. Oh, availability. That's a good point. That's a good point. No, no, definitely the weather. Definitely the Welcome to England. If you don't like the weather, wait for it. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. No, I remember back at SummerSlam '92 at Wembley. It was fucking windy. It looked. Like from what I remember, and she and I think it did rain. Yeah, you so, can't. Yeah, no, you, can't you can't put on a good wrestling show in the rain. I'm sorry, it's too dangerous. Oh, you, you don't think so? I mean, I would love to see it just for a shitster, but I wouldn't. Yeah, no, thank It'd you. Probably be pretty bad, right? No, uh, thank well, you. Anyway. Shane McMahon nearly destroyed his leg in a perfectly dry <laughs> well, environment today. Well, I'd hate to see yeah. what happens to somebody when it's wet. Yeah, this we'll, isn't the we'll superhuman presents. <laughs> superhuman superhuman presents fuck this shit literally that's exactly right oh boy you oh and i forgot the weather and god <laughs> fuck this shit <laughs> woof woof god oh, all my shit. juggalos and juggalettes we don't need umbrellas oh man he's so not in anymore man for fuck's sake but he still goes i mean he still does his videos. what are you talking about he's on every he's on uh, fucking he's on every week right coming out with the fucking combat club he's great <clears throat> oh, i forgot <laughs> did you hear their theme <laughs> anyway whatever oh, i forgot to mention also before that match it was your fatal four-way tag team wrestlemania showcase match between Liv morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. anyway and all that and Shayna baszler ronda rousey and natalia I, I you skipped it on purpose yeah, well, there's not much really to say. This match sucked. This is probably the worst What the, the fuck match. happened to Baszler? What do you mean? She was standing around at the end of the match with one boot on. What happened to her? Did she... Honestly, I wasn't... Or... I walked off for like five minutes. I came back and the match was done, bro. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, yeah. Baszler, but she she walked out of the ring like she was fun. So I think maybe she just lost her boot. Um, <laughs> and I, I think the match was going to end anyway. But I don't know. You know, Shotzi did another... You know, crazy Shotzi. Shotzi she done Shotzi what Shotzi does. I mean, Shotzi, yeah, Shotzi pulled a Shotzi. I don't know what's going on with Natty. She's just, I mean, that that double sharpshooter, I, I guess the crowd <laughs> liked it, but Natty has trouble doing the sharpshooter regular to do it on two people. That just, I don't know, that that just, that just reminded me too much of like these spots where people hang around like, like quails or coils, whichever, quails. Quails. whichever <laughs> yeah. interpretation of JRs that you want it to be. Um, <laughs> It's quails. You think an old school guy from from Oklahoma was saying coils? No, quails. But, he, but coils. it sounded like he said coils, and you know, I, I'm sure he made quails though. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I assume like most sort of herd birds, they clump together, and that what make <laughs> hunting them, you know, sort of easy. Uh, it's fun for the dogs and shit like that. But anyway, it's but it's not great for wrestling, uh, except when you have to protect someone. Anyway, yeah, this this, this match stunk. You know. But the, the only team that was actually a team before the last three weeks won. So and they should have won. So cool. I, I, I you know I'm okay with that. And if it's Becky and uh, Lita facing the the sisters of destruction, and you know Lita has to eat the loss, or even Becky, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. And there is some unfinished business between Ronda and Becky. I remember I think it was you, Jimmy, who thought that. Becky versus Ronda was a money match for WrestleMania or for SummerSlam. Um, and maybe there's a lot of people that feel the same way. I, I think Becky's cold. Maybe this is something that could heat her up again. She's cold, bro. She's very yeah. cold, actually. Yeah. I agree. Because nobody likes Ronda. And listen, frankly, <clears throat> Lita has a lot of nostalgia goodwill. And Trish, she everyone sucks, loves though. Trish. And right. I don't think putting Becky with them is helping Becky. I think it's sort <clears throat> of making Becky feel, well, a little mid. 
Yeah. Uh, let's be honest, guys. I think since she's come back from her, you know, her pregnancy, I'm always honest here, Jimmy. Of course you are, of course. But just um, quietly. Just quietly. But, yeah, since she's been back from her pregnancy, let's be real, guys. I mean, she's kind of been really cold. Chris? Uh, yeah, she's she definitely hasn't hit the heights that she hit before. And, I mean, this was something that I think a lot of us, you know, um, who like who like Becky and who were really intrigued by the run that she had uh, said it was when great. She, the first when she talked about going away and how she, she wanted to go away and have a baby. And I think all of us kind of said, Jesus Christ, is this the right fucking time for this? True. Uh, she was hot at the time too. She wasn't just hot, Jimmy. She like, <laughs> listen, let's be real. Okay. There was no chance that anyone other than Roman Reigns was going to main event this WrestleMania. That was right. never going to happen. No, no, okay? We can say that there were two main events, and yeah, it's fine. But there was mm. never a chance that anybody other than Roman Reigns was going to finish this WrestleMania off. And was it three years ago, two years ago? Becky Lynch did. She right, ended true. WrestleMania. I think it was more than three years ago. But yeah, three years ago, right. four years ago, whatever it was. Before she went away, she main evented WrestleMania. And it wasn't it's because true. it wasn't. I mean, it was a little bit because they wanted to push the whole, you know, female narrative. But it was also that she was basically the most popular star in the company at the time. Right. And then she went away to go have a baby. Now, listen, I've got two kids. My kids are my world. Nothing is more important to me than my children. But if you're the biggest star in the wrestling world, stick around for a couple of years at least before you mm -hmm. say, I want to go do this other thing now because I mean, this is what happens. You come back and yeah, people are kind of happy to see you, but pretty soon you're in the middle of a couple of old retired chicks <laughs> coming back to do their look at me run for WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what guys, do you think she acts overly Irish these days where it's starting to be a bit too much? If that makes sense. I know you're going to disagree, Chris, What? but I feel like she's, does that mean? <laughs> I just feel like, you know, she's trying to be the she man. She starts fights after drinking too much. Yeah, yeah, maybe. She maybe something soccer. like that. <laughs> yeah, football. that too. It's football, exactly. She hates British people. <laughs> she definitely would hate British I think people. he means that she's she's exaggerating her accent. She, she is, she's man. She very loudly. Is. It's like she yeah, it's like man. it's like she needs more attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. I'm just, I'm just taking the one chance in the show, and probably for the next several months, <laughs> that I'll be able to say, "What exactly are you suggesting about my group of people?" Okay, I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm not Jewish. I don't get to pull this card all the goddamn time. Sure you can. Jesus Christ! How do I top that? I, oh, I, anyway, I, I pull the Irish card all the time. <laughs> Anyway, but no, but really, I mean, is there a? There's got to be some truth to that, though, guys. Seriously, there yeah, is she's to playing it. Yeah, I mean, her her timing was. I mean, God bless her. They wanted to have a family. She's she's young. I mean, you know, family is often your priority, especially when you're in a too su substantial income family. Um, you know, they could afford to do it, but it hurt her career. Um, whether she can get that back or not, I don't know. Nia Jax isn't around any longer to accidentally smash her in the face and break her face and her oh, work through it. But that was a long time ago now. It was. And she's trying to talk like the man, but she doesn't feel like the man. Yeah, I right. mean, frankly, none of the little dainty ladies feel like the man anymore because they've got 
Rhea, they've got Charlotte, they've got Bianca, sure. they've got these statuesque, whatever the female equivalent is of, of an Adonis, Raquel. I guess an Amazon. Um, you know, and even Lacey Evans and Raquel Rodriguez, and they've got this this class down in NXT with women that are all five, six, five, seven, you know, maybe with the, the wrestling shoes, maybe, you know, taller without. Lash Legend, who's nowhere near as good. Electra Lopez is nowhere near as good, but these are big statuesque women who are also beautiful. And they've got a whole packed roster of them. And, and you know, maybe the, you know, and Sasha's running around doing whatever Sasha wants to do, or Mercedes <laughs> Monet, and, right. you know, Alexa, Money. you know, there's nothing for Alexa. Liv <laughs> is, is mired in tag team. The Her championship experiment failed, so... You know, what y'all going to be do the Zelina Vega thing? Works for me. It's cool, but you know, uh, you know the the age of you know and and Roxy or Roxanne Perez is probably going to be their 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 female Rey Mysterio, the 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 underdog. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the time has come and gone for you know for for the smaller women and yeah, maybe Mercedes Selbin. I can see her crying to Seth. Sitting there going, what's wrong with me? The way she talks, you know, I'm trying to do her accent, but well, he's the one that's crying all the time. Well, <laughs> I, I think he'd be laughing at it. <laughs> all the time. But no, anyway, his character maybe, but his his personality <laughs> yeah. is worse than his personality is worse than what people think of Bret Hart. He's very he serious, all bro. The time. Yeah, and he's very serious. Like he really takes his shit seriously, like about himself. But anyway, um, I don't know if you saw some of the comments, Chris, uh, especially. One particular one, which I was going to highlight, but I'm not sure if it's a bit too controversial. And it was about you, but um, not about you per se. Someone agreeing with you. But uh, anyway, let's move on, though, because uh, next we get Bianca Belair versus Asuka for your Raw Women's Championship. Now, I thoroughly enjoyed this match, man. I thought Asuka made Bianca Belair absolutely work for her win, man. Truly. I truly think that. But Bianca Belair does retain her Raw Women's Championship in a pretty much a banger of a women's match also. Maybe not as good as Charlotte and uh, Rhea, but by God, this was right up there too. Jeff? I thought this match was good. I don't think it was great. Um, I Frankly, I expected more from uh, Asuka and Bianca. Frankly, I think that Asuka worked harder in this match than Bianca did. She did, absolutely. Um, she made her work for that win. That's what I'm saying. Right. I, I, I do want to say that that the the that group of girls that they were I, I, they they said what the name of their troop was on oh, the, the Compton chicks you're talking about? The Compton girls? Compton so, yeah, something girls. Right. They, they 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 identified the name during the press conference at the end, but I forgot what it is. But it's 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 local. It's an LA based group and those yeah. girls were like like between seven and 12 years old. And I was looking going, I mean, these look like little girls. Are, are these just little people? Because they move they, like women. No, I'm like, they're little, they're young they girls, were man, sure. fantastic. They, they, they their choreography was spot on. It was like professional grade. That was amazing. I, and, and then when I heard the story about the youngest girl, the contortionist, where her mother passed away, holy yeah, shit. That's crazy, um, man. And right when that happened, I knew I was, that my prediction was wrong. And I'm like, well, Cena, I'm like, yeah, but that's different. It's Cena. And then Bianca's full time and all that. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a good match. But I mean, I don't think it was anywhere near the level of Charlotte and Rhea because they both seem to be giving it their all. And, and, you know, and the whole, I've never seen Asuka miss everything with the mist before. Like usually it goes at least into the wrap or something like that. So it was okay. Maybe at this point I was just sort of done with wrestling. Like I'd seen enough for three, you know, three days in a row and, 
talking about wrestling and you know but right around here i started losing steam so maybe it was the match maybe it was me i don't blame you i mean shit it's tough man having to do wrestlemania two nights in a row but uh chris do you did you feel a little burnt out by this point or did you enjoy the match well, well, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I felt burnt out after Stand and Deliver for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, it's a lot of wrestling. Okay, this was I was oh, going on sure. nine fucking hours of wrestling on this weekend. Um, that's a lot of wrestling for anybody. And, um, but I still got back up for the main event. Like, I still thought that the main event was great. Um, I thought that the that cell might have been good, if not for something that I guess we'll get into later. <laughs> but, um. No, but you comparing this match to Rhea versus Charlotte? I thought, look, maybe you guys were pretty burnt out by this point because of different times, but I truly thought this match was pretty good. I'm, I'm not saying it was as good as Charlotte and Rhea, but it was pretty fucking good. I this would say match, top four matches of all, of all Mania. This possibly. match, honestly, like belonged main eventing a SmackDown. It was not that wow. good. It was really? not. It wasn't that good. The match was not that wow. good, and it was and it was one of those results where it's like Lowell Cena wins, okay, and that's basically who Bianca Belair is now. She's the female John Cena, and well, I don't find it interesting, um, and I still like. I've been saying that I see her as a as a potential future star for a really long time. I think they've given her the belt and I still don't see her taking the next step. And maybe that's just because she needs a run as a heel or something, but maybe that's what she needs because I don't find this particularly interesting or fun. I thought that this match was fine, but like I said, you could have main evented a SmackDown with it. And if you main evented a SmackDown with Rhea versus Charlotte, you're a fucking maniac because that was a star making performance for a WrestleMania. I wouldn't go that far, Chris, though, in saying that. I mean, a SmackDown main event. I know what you're saying, though. I get what you mean. Look, if you, you ask me... I just did. No, I know. You did say that, but that's a bit harsh. I will say this, and this is the truth. Other than her in-ring work, what is there to Bianca Belair, really, right? Does she really have that much personality other than I am the bestest, I am the sickest? When I she, am this. Honestly, though, everything that she does when she does it as a heel, she just has to be a heel, and she's a hundred times more interesting. Well, we've never seen that her as a EST, heel. So. <laughs> oh, yes, you have. I've seen her in NXT as a heel, and I thought she was uh, fucking great. Right, but... <laughs> Uh, we need to see it on a bigger scale, man. I, I think as a babyface, look, the fans love her, I'm no doubt the about EST it. I'm of WWE. I, that that yeah, I'm the EST for sure. of WWE thing is fucking awesome as a heel. She was for great sure. in NXT as a heel. That's why I. That's why when I first saw her, I went, oh, look at the fucking well, money on this chick. Um, but right now, honestly, we need more personality with her. Her face sure. run. You know what her face run honestly reminds me of? It's Adam Cole as a face. Who gives a fuck? Mm. It's not that interesting. Uh, uh, that's a bit harsh. I, but, I yeah, feel a little bit like this is when Captain America uh, said to Robert Downey Jr., What are you without that suit of armor? And, and he answered, Billionaire philanthropist genius. <laughs> I, I mean, what, what is she? She, she, with, you know, with that, you know, with her personality, 
She's super positive, super confident. She's the ultimate role model. I think she's actually role model. The, definitely, right? I think she's a better version of Face Bailey. Like you know, without the hug, she's more that. like I, I support you. All the little girls can look up to me. Uh, you know, she looks definitely like Adonis. That. She's she's great. She's beautiful. She's oh, she's great on the mic. She's I, I mean. As a real person, not not in the wrestling mic, like, like her promos. Right, no, no, I get yeah. you. I get you. I've seen yeah. enough interviews that she's, I could. I could she's John with. Cena without the without the promo. I mean, so she's a she's a goodwill ambassador for everything. She she like represents everything that that you know you want to see. I mean, she she's terrific. I mean, I think she's terrific. Especially to she the, was to... a great heel, however, and she can be again. And I think one day her and Montez will turn heel together, and I think they'll oh, be an be awesome good. heel power couple. Um, she's that... She seems like a really nice person. So's yeah. Titus O'Neil. Yeah. Oh, why is he even still got a job with WWE? Let's be honest, guys. Because he's he's their goodwill ambassador, and that's what, that's what know, he does but... and what he is. And he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. So anyway... Uh, listen, I wanted Oscar to win. I picked her to win. I figured there had to be some heels winning titles. I figured that you know not everything could be happy, but uh, WWE agree with me, just not on this match. Uh, I do hope that that means that Kyrie Sane is coming and then the Kabuki Warriors come back or whatever they call themselves. Um, Kabuki Warriors, yeah, as a <laughs> as a tag Warriors. team because I think them against the Sisters of Destruction is a much more compelling program than. Becky and Lita versus them, or Damage Control versus them, or K&K Dance Factory versus them, or even if you reunited Toxic Attraction in its current formation against them. So really anything. The Renegade Twins, whatever. There, there's no team on, on WWE right now that, that would compel me more than, than they would. Uh, and I would love it if Io Shirai, uh, Shirai, Sky, they call her now, would join with them and they'd be like sort of like a triad thing, and I think that would be awesome. But anyway... Um, Bianca, I think she's the ultimate active wrestler, goodwill ambassador. Their other goodwill ambassadors are either semi-active or really never were particularly good at being active, Titus or John Cena. Well, especially for the African-American community, she's perfect, like the perfect ambassador for that. Wow, look at this guy sleeping. I was trying to be like, you know, but anyway, I'm just saying she really represents the African-American community very well. I, I mean, think she represents every community well, but, but yes, yeah, well, obviously, every community, right. obviously African American girls, you know, they're, they're going to relate more. They they love the braid. They were all doing, you know, they, the moves, and that that's terrific. But I think she represents women great. I think she represents athletes great. I think she represents college graduates great. I think she represents people great, performers great, wrestlers great, and and yes, African American as well. But I think she's I think more she, than the EST now. She's the EAT. Yeah, of no, WWE. she's perfect. She's perfect, guys. She has absolutely no flaws whatsoever, which is exactly perfect. why she's fucking boring in this character. <laughs> but she's not as boring as Braun Breaker, who, who who also has most of the other attributes. Fair enough. Actually, no, that's fair enough. Well, Todd, he says, how dare you call me out like that? I'm black Irish and I'm proud of it. I didn't know you were half Irish, damn it. He's a God damn Irish. it, pal. Play half Irish. Black Irish is. I'm technical. assuming he's talking about he's half Irish. Well, there's also an expression not. of black. Oh wait, Irish. is he black Irish? Black Ir no, he's not actually black Irish. It's a joke because he's black and he's talking about being Irish. He might actually be half Irish. I have no idea what God's <laughs> racial makeup is. But black <laughs> Irish is actually something that's referred to as bog Irish or Southern Irish. Um, it's basically a group of people in Ireland who are separated from the rest of Ireland racially, at least by the Irish. Um, they're sort of looked down upon. They generally have 
darker features, darker hair, darker eyebrows, uh, darker skin, etc. Whereas the people in the northern half of Ireland generally have more fair skin, freckles, and red hair. Well, you know, whatever the, the case you know, the is, Todd, part. please elaborate more because I took it like you're half Irish. I don't have a clue anymore. But um, anyway. Well, black Irish is an expression. Right. Well, well, here we go. He clears it up. I'm black and Biakin doesn't necessarily represent me. Well, there you but go. He doesn't necessarily not represent you either. Todd, this is why I wow. fucking love you, brother. Wow. Brother. Wow. <laughs> well, and he also said, though, nailed it, Chris. Bianca needs to turn heel. Put it with Montez Ford once he turns heel. I hope they do do that. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell. Anyway, let's move on, though, guys, because next we have... Wow, this one's a doozy. Um, Shane McMahon makes a shocking return and tears a quad against The Miz. Jeff. <laughs> I mean, I think we talked about at the top of the show. This was just... Repeat what I said yesterday about Pat McAfee, but the surprise was worse. And, and the execution was worse. I'm sorry for Shane McMahon. Obviously, you can't plan injuries, but you don't do a leapfrog when you're age. 53. I mean, you, yeah. you just don't. Um, I don't. Oh. And I didn't need to see Shane McMahon. This whole thing was this whole thing was not a pop, but, though, Jeff, but, to be fair. But yeah, yes, but people like songs. That's that's the oh, one thing that. that Everyone thinks that because you like a song that you also like everything about the person. They love Finn Balor's song. They love Shinsuke's song. They, they love to say Adam Cole baby. They love to say DMD and sing Judas. That doesn't mean that they love, you know, when the act <laughs> That's not fair when, though, Jeff. When the song is over. That. That, it is fair. It's exactly fair. I just named six examples of people who generally are Yeah, but aren't you can really say that about every wrestler then in, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, if you, you want to go there. But, but it wouldn't be true because... They go crazy for Roman's song, but they still go crazy for Roman. The Usos too. Some people, it's just the song. Some people, they make the song. The I song agree with that because if a song's good, I I tend to like them a bit more too. Anyway, I, I can't believe that. we're spending time on this. This was an absolute waste of time, and and it ended in a, in a possibly permanent injury for for Shane well, O'Mac. I hope it the, is. the only thing I say is, since that was a legit injury, obviously it wasn't planned for. Snoop rolled with it like a complete oh, pro, a and then and, and pro, they bro. and they right. pulled that whole thing out right away, no no problem. And Snoop did the you know the the people's elbow. I mean, as badly as he did it, I mean, doesn't it, matter. It, it, he it, improvised. It looked, he saw there was something wrong, so he yeah. took it on upon himself and done the right thing, and it, and he hit it at the park regardless right. of how bad it looked. And kudos to the producers who were back there talking in his ear that say. Snoop, pretend you're pretend you're in on this and and you know hit the Miz, you know do it again. I, but whatever it was, it, they did it seamlessly. So kudos to the production staff, but especially to Snoop for doing that. What a pro! Absolutely, Chris. Do you agree? The best Snoop? Jimmy Crackhorn and actually, you know what? Uh, props to Snoop. He was fucking awesome. <laughs> but the rest of this was just Jimmy Crackhorn, and I don't care. This was fucking stupid. Uh... Uh, but honestly, though. Good instincts from Snoop Dogg. And Absolutely. What else would you expect from the dog father? For shizzle, dizzle. <laughs> Put the pieces to the pizzle, man, nizzle. For sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, look, he's a pro, man. No doubt about it. Well, next, <laughs> I don't know what to say about this, but it's the Brood Edge, or Edge Brood, <sighs> whatever you want to call him. <laughs> I know. Versus the little demon in Finn Bell <laughs> in a hell, in a cell match. I thought this match stunk straight up. I mean, it picked up later on, 
But there was a lot of doinks and doinks going on in this match. As a matter of fact, Chris, thank you for pointing this out. Just check this out. That's That's little Mr. Finn. That's That's pretty fucking bad, man. The fact that he continued after that match, I'm sure he would have been concussed if he's not already right now. That was very bad. I think it was from the latter spot, as a matter of fact, how that happened. Even though he put his hands up, somehow went straight through his guard and boink, right onto his head, and then you get that. That looks like a good 20 stitches in my book. But maybe more more even, right? And I've split my head and I've had stitches in my head more than once. So, uh, yeah, that looks more than what I got. But, Chris, was this match as bad as I fucking thought it was, dude? Yes, it was. Um, Listen, guys, I know, and I know that I'm probably going to be unpopular for having this opinion and, you know, that in wrestling Twitter, but I could give a fuck. Um, (laughs) They need to stop interrupting Hell in a Cell matches. I know that this was to take care of somebody and make sure that he was healthy and etc. and make sure that he could continue and that he wasn't concussed and all the other things and (laughs) I get it and I'm happy that people are safe, etc. But the point of this fucking match type is supposed to be that no one can save you. No one can come get you. No one can stop what's going to happen to you in the hell, in a cell. That's the whole (laughs) fucking point of the match type. And, I mean, in the last couple of years, we've seen one hell in a cell match uh, called due to referee stoppage. Um, And now this one where five minutes was wasted by the doctors coming to check on edge or, or on Ballard. Finn, you mean, right? Yep. I get it guys. And I'm happy that people are safe, but I mean this, you fucked it for me. Like I, like <laughs> I could, I could not get back into this match afterwards at all. Like at all. And I love edge and I love Finn Ballard. Like these are, these are some of my favorite guys on the roster. I couldn't get back into it for the life of me afterwards you have to protect the the business at some point. And if a guy's completely fucked and if the referee, if, if there's a doctor at ringside saying, okay, you have to stop this, just tell edge, give him a spear, pin him. That's it. Get out of there. Don't fuck around for five minutes in the cage. Cause it just, for me, flat, like nothing. It did. It took away from the match. No doubt about it. Considering it is a hell in the cell match. Jeff, do you agree? Um, I don't think the match sucked, but I don't think it was great. I mean, I thought it was okay. Uh, it wasn't the worst match, no doubt about it, but compared I mean, to everything else, I mean... I mean, you know, I guess it was noteworthy that the, the Demon lost. It's not, I picked Edge, most people say. I mean, I picked Edge too, Finn is enhancement talent. I mean, people think he's a big oh. deal. No one that WWE views as a star gets sent to NXT for over a year, whether he asked for it or not. Because if he asked for it and they looked at him as a star, they would they would say, sure, go to NXT for a year and a half. We'll give you the belt there. Terrific. No, they're mm-hmm. saying, no, we have plans for you here. They had no plans for him because he's a zero. He's a song and nothing else. Judgment, I was never down with Judgment Day because it never made sense. Uh, it didn't make sense when they turned on Edge. It didn't make sense when, when they added Finn. They got really lucky or they were really smart with, with the Dom and Rhea thing that, that gave this group that was otherwise just as lifeless and, and oversaturated uh, on my screens as damage control um, and gave them this this other story. But it, it actually took away from everyone else's story. Plus, 
Edge being a part-timer and taking so much time off, this the grudge felt like, in wrestling terms, like Edge should have moved on by now, but he didn't. And then this feud should have ended when they had the mixed tag match where the good guys won. But the feud didn't end. It continued, like you know, like right. you like sometimes with Vince, and it just kept going. So now it's over. Hell in the Cell should absolutely end it. Terrific. Does it uh, really, though? <laughs> I hope so. I, I, I hope mean, so I, too. But I, I don't know what else you you do with it. I mean, it seems like the next move is is Bad Bunny. So and and Damian Priest, one hundred percent in Puerto Rico. There's no right. And Rhea's gonna and Rhea's gonna have other challenges that don't necessarily involve the rest of Judgment Day. Finn, I guess well, I, I don't know. I don't know what's next to them. I don't really care. I, I, I assume that they're going to dissolve slowly and probably by re-dumping them once they lose in Puerto Rico should be like, listen, I achieved what I needed to achieve. Thank you guys for helping me, but I don't need you, <laughs> you anymore. And frankly, you know, I did it the right way and I don't need your help anymore. I won the Royal, you know, all that. And she'll, you know, she'll, she'll sort of embrace the face thing, which probably won't work because people like her, you know, they like, like in the anti-hero exactly. now. Exactly. That's why they dig her, man. It's know, but exactly rest, right. But wrestling promotions make this mistake 98 out of 100 times. That's um, true also. But anyway, the match, it was fine. I didn't care about it. So, you know, I don't feel nearly as strongly as you or Chris do about it either way. I My just don't think these two sort of gel really, feel. man. Yeah. I mean, I was sort of out of it, The the you know, from Bianca through this match. But I, I was really into the main event. I, so, but yep. this one, I was just like, eh, whatever. The, the, this is when I'll start putting the the pizza I didn't eat into aluminum foil and into the fridge. Mm-hmm. This is when I'm gonna. This is when I put ice in my my glass and decide whether or not I have the soda now or later for the show. I decided on later for those who who were wondering. Um, <laughs> and that's it. I thought it was just okay. Well, well, yeah, that's it. That's what I th- felt like. It was okay. It wasn't great. I didn't even just, think it was that. But yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was it was all right. But like, yeah, it was just weak compared to everything else. And let's just be honest, man. Edge, Edge worked Finn, hard. Finn toughed it he out. Tried. He Both tried. of those guys Absolutely. deserve some credit. But I and didn't that injury like would have and and that head injury obviously wouldn't have helped either. To, you know, in the match. So, but uh, absolutely, I'll take my hat off to Little Finn. Because he worked his little backside off. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when you compare Edge and Finn Balor in the same ring, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? In size, and Edge height. was small in the Attitude Era. So. He fucking was, bro. I mean, even in size, like body-wise, and he was bigger then than he was now in in terms of muscle mass, in my opinion. But uh, well, well it was a bit of a different body. Wrestlers still. have gotten smaller and less strong. He's also 50 years old. I mean, I think he looks great yeah, for a 50 well, year old. When, Absolutely. We're not saying that Edge is small, but by those standards back then he was small. But by I mean, today's by standards, today's he's standards. pretty by big. By today's standards, he's he's in the he's in the top half. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree, for sure. But um I guess Finn's gonna be on the sidelines now for a while, which I'm not mad at, to be fair. But whatever. It it is what it is. And Edge does get the win. Anyway, next, other than the Hall of Famers making their wait, wait, WrestleMania. One more thing. Was yes. Finn's demon paint rocks. But whatever his headdress was, like it was usually oh, more yeah. like you know Medusa's. These these look like streamers or like it was like some grade school art project where you put in like <laughs> colored streamers on it. I mean, this was not scary at all. This headdress, it, it looked chintzy, and I mean, for a show where they they spared no expense on, on anything in a town where there's all these special effects artists, that's what they came up with. 
Yeah, no special effect. Actually, that's true. It's a good point. Um, it's all about the headdress. I mean, the, the 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 demon paint was spot on. It was awesome. No, it was I great. Mean, it was it was it looked great. But uh, him waving was, around sticks that had smoke. Oh, he had flares. I forgot to mention that. Jarring. He actually had flares. Yeah, they were literally flares. That was cool. But them slowing it down was a bit. I didn't yeah. think it was cool. I thought I like the very flares. Yeah. I didn't like the slowing down of him doing that. It's just kind of weird. But um, like, I was that say, supposed to be like sort of like anti when the you know in Catholic churches where they have that? No, that's soccer hooliganism, Jeff. No, what was what is that? Chris, where they have that? The, they it, it's it's like frankincense and sort of the, yeah, the filter. frankincense and myrrh. Yeah, yeah. What, what's that device called? Uh, shit, I don't remember. I mean, it looks like a bell lantern kind. Of I thing. know what you're talking about. It's oh, like you're talking about the morning. the church bell lantern thing. You're talking about where they bless things. Right, so I guess this was his demon version that it's, you know, purple evil smoke. Yeah, it's to get the evil away. So I guess he took his own evil away, Jeff. I just and, I just uh, don't get the people it. who love the demon but but hate the fiend. It's the same fucking thing. No, but you know what's even worse? At least the fiend is a kind of biggish. Fiend Bella is just a mini me. But I will say this. Him growling all the fucking time was so unnecessary. It was just stressing me out. Censor. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Sorry, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, the yeah. word you're looking for is censor. It's called a censor. Censor. Oh, Catholic Church. Yeah. Well, Thank it you. does have a scent to it also. Anyway, um, whatever. But uh, yeah, Finn, nice try. I, I assume the demon will be done for good this time because he really didn't want to bring it back anyway. And now that no, they, they lost, need to sell merch now that, now that the fiend is gone. No one's buying that fucking merch. Let's be oh, honest. People will buy it. They, you think so? Go, go on Twitter. Most people are outraged that Finn didn't win. They, they're, they're not really? like you. They think that Finn is a star. I'm telling I you, never said he's a fucking star. Special, Hold your horses, bro. If you're 5'10 <clears> and 185 pounds, you're not going to be a star. I, yeah. These days he looks tiny, man. But I did love him. He's always been you know, in the Bullet Club, and he is the founding father of the Bullet Club. So I'll yeah, give him but that. they're all tiny over there. The, the the big guys look big over there. They come over here. They're not big. Jeff Cobb looks like a monster here. There short, over though. over here, you're like, dude's five seven. He's pretty short. Yeah. Well, is he really that short? Five seven. Know. Well, he's, wow. he was, if he is, five. he was short. He was significantly shorter than Kenny Omega, who's not he a particularly is, yeah. tall guy. Let's well, say he's five ten. Yeah. Okay, whatever it is, he's he's not. A, you know, he's well, not Kenny's five ten. Really, five, like you know, yeah, what Kenny's five ten, then he's five eight. <sighs> That's pretty short. Well, anyway, it is what it is. Uh, well, we're finally going to the main event, boys. But uh, before that, you know, we do have Snoop reflecting on his shocking WrestleMania win, and Gunther delivers on his WrestleMania promise, like I was saying, but. It's Roman Reigns. It's Cody Rhodes. We're here to finish the story, but it doesn't seem like the story is quite finished just yet. It was a great match. I will say this, right? One too many near falls, though, guys. Let's be honest. I mean, it was unnecessary, I think. And the Solo Sokoa ending... I don't know. It could have been done a little differently. Even the Usos was a bit of overkill. Doesn't Cody have friends other than fucking KO? And Sami Zayn, I mean, shit. I was hoping almost the Elite came out at this point. I knew it wasn't going to happen. But it almost felt like, imagine the Bucks and Kenny coming out to the rescue. But, you know, that's just, you know, too good to be true. Chris, what do you think? As as good as the match was, did we get one too many near finishes? Uh, 
the main event of WrestleMania has always I mean, been six overbooked. Crossroads, bro. How many stunners did The Rock kick out of? I, I like, come on now. Th- Not this is six how you, of them, I don't think. This is how you match. book the main event of WrestleMania. It gets overbooked. Yes, it is overbooked. But, Absolutely. But, I mean, uh, and honestly, just just quietly, um, I want to <laughs> say that the way that they finished this was better than having Kenny and the Young Bucks come out. In fact, <laughs> they could have had Doink the Clown come out and oh, cost on. Roman Reigns his championship. <laughs> and I would have thought bro. that it would be better than Kenny and the fucking Young Bucks coming to can save you... somebody at the main event of WrestleMania. Bro, Fuck can you imagine guys. the heat if Dink and Doink came out? <laughs> but I, I know he's joking, save, but this would have been a good time to use the Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy or something oh. like that. <laughs> Because Jesus Solo Sokoa shouldn't be able... He got ejected. He shouldn't be able to come in through the back That's door. That's what I mean, bro. Like, that was like, unnecessary. I, I would have preferred if it was another... Even if it was someone who really is not a good worker, like Zion Quinn from, from NXT. Really, you know, just oh, have him come in sorry, and do, do something by surprise. You know, at least to be... You know, because when, when an empire is on the ropes uh, and everyone's out, they have a, a backup plan. The backup plan shouldn't be the guy who already got ejected by surprise coming back in through the back door and sneaking in with a gray hoodie. I mean, that, 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 yeah, that was me, dumb, bro. That was, that dumb. to me was dumb. So that, or, or if they want to make something of Bronson Reed, have him come in, have him come in and do it. He's that smiling. would have been interesting to me. Right. Him, let, exactly. him, let it be their thumper. Like he's starting to get a little bit of momentum, but the crowd really isn't into him yet. Yeah. He's slowly but surely getting there though, Jeff. I think he's, you're yeah, right. You put him in the Roman empire. All of a sudden, He's there. All of a sudden, he's 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 in right. the, in the top he's story. Made, literally, you know, right. I, I'm just saying that something. Yes, we all would have preferred if it was Jacob Fatu, or if there's some other oh, Samoan out there that we don't know of that they would be, you know, great. Someone who. What about Umaga's like, kid? He could have uh, came in and you know been I, he a surprise. Started training. He's, he's he has. Dead. He's been training for a while. Oh, about a year now. But yeah, Booker T's training him though. He doesn't look anything. He doesn't look anything like Umaga. Not yet. Um, kind he of, look, kind of. He's, he's a better looking version of Umaga, if anything. He's he's a lot more slender. Uh, anyway, he is. That's true. Anyway, I did not. I thought this match was too much like all of Roman's other matches. So lately, yeah, I right. think that there were too many. It's it's too much of the same. Um, I have no problem with the, with the result. I, I think it's actually. I'm I'm. Like I said, got this one wrong, and my smile is wide. Because I, I love dominant champions. I love these going to go a thousand days. Um, but I don't mind that he kicked out of the crossroads. But I do mind that he kicked out of after being hit with three consecutively. That yeah. that that's that's a that's a little bit much. Um, but more disappointing was the, the the lack of creativity with who came out. I just think that they could they had tons of choices. They didn't need to go with solo, and you know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, why? Why say what I already said again? People, you can insert Samoan or Tongan wrestler that <laughs> Jeff doesn't know here, and it really is. What's the next story? Well, I guess the next story we're going to be fantasizing for another <laughs> three hundred and sixty something days as to is it going to be The Rock? Is The Rock coming? And The Rock's going to be one oh, year man. older and talking about ripped quads, right. triceps, and all those things, and 100%. insurance companies and studio executives. Oh my God! But what? What? What is the story if, if you know so you got to get those belts off Roman at some time soon or we're never going to hear the end of this rock shit because you know I don't think the rock can do a halfway decent match at this stage of his career he never really he needs to be carried he needs to be carried for sure yeah 
And I don't think Roman's the right guy to carry that type of match either, to be honest. No, he's not the workman. He's he's the showman. He's 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 right. the actor, and he's the one that's scoffing at you and making faces and you know and slowing things down. And you know, no, he's 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 not the he's not the ring general. Oh God, Todd with the fucking comment of the day, and I think we've lost that dude as a as a new viewer. But he said, nope, it should have been Bronson Reed versus Bobby. Lash. Oh yeah, that could have been that. Oh, sure. Because they were the last two in the in the, you know, they can do that on Raw though. Yeah, they could do. I thought he was referring to something else here for me. Oh, Todd's best comment for sure for the entire night is up a few. Is up a few there. It says, uh, "Being the leader of the Bullet Club is like being the best looking guy in a leper colony." Yeah, <laughs> leper. And if anyone doesn't understand the leper term, he means leprechaun. <laughs> Just saying. That's a <laughs> see. That's a bad pun. That's, that's a an example pun. of a pun. That was no. Yeah. Pun. That was no pun. Uh, he means leprechaun. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He means leper like leprosy. Oh, well, if that's the case, because we call them lepers here in Australian terms. No, so no leprosy is a disease enough. where they had I know what colonies. leprosy is. Of course well, I know what leprosy is. They don't. have colonies of, right. of well, lepers. Well, there you go. Yeah. Like I the, took like it as a leper, Malachi like I was saying, leper colony. It was a right. leper colony. In well, fact, you from, can go both ways. So he's a leper colony. Anyway. a leper colony for a while or, or part of uh, well, Australia? Probably. But no, but really, we call leprechauns lepers, so I took it as that. But uh, yeah, you guys are right. I'm sure you Did you guys know that when my sister first got COVID, I went over to her house and I dropped off some food and then she came to the door and she was like, hi. And I was like, and I was like, hi, I'm going to stand all the way back here. And then I was like, <laughs> and I was like, so Adriana, tell me, um, did they give you a bell to ring when people come close <laughs> to you? She was like, what? Oh, and I was shit. like, you know, unclean, unclean. <laughs> she didn't think it was funny. <laughs> well, I didn't know you had a sister. So, <laughs> Oh, you didn't. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm better. sure he's mentioned, but you know, I, I have three. Yes. Yeah. Actually, he's mentioned these sisters people. quite a bit, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. It's, it's like yeah, you don't Jeff. even care. <laughs> I, I fully admit I'm terrible. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's right there in the name. Evil dose. <laughs> well, true. Sir Jam says, and he took a hell of a kick and a stunner. Yeah, that's fucking true, man. So three guys finishes and they kick out. Shakes my head. It's true. It, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I will say this, though. The, the, I loved... I changed my mind. I knew Roman was going over with that fucking entrance. He came out like the final boss to a video game. You know what I'm saying? Like the big bad final boss, and he really. And that's when I knew. I'm like, Roman's winning, man. I just, but it was too little, too late. I already made my pick, unfortunately. But uh, he looked fucking good tonight, man. I mean, he's a boss. He's the man. Roman truly is the biggest star in wrestling right now, and there's no ifs or buts about it. They gave so many theatric big time entrances during WrestleMania. WrestleMania. I, I don't right. think that, that was a tip off. Um, I don't know. For yeah. me, uh, that's what made me. Because Cody came out. I mean, Cody's entrance was pretty plain compared to Roman's. Just be real. Yeah, but it was Cody's thing. The whole thing was about Cody, but apparently the whole thing wasn't about Cody. Anyway, uh, you know, yes, Roman is by far the biggest star in wrestling, far and away. I have no idea who number two is. People will tell me it's Cody. I, I, I'm yeah. not sure. Like the one thing is, I'm not sure how long his star is going to be in this kind of ascension. But I mean, I also said that he's going to have the title, and everyone's going to turn on him within three to six weeks, and they'll want a new champion. Uh, so again, I'm, I, I'm, I've know I've said this before that I've been never been so happy to be wrong. But in this case, I don't know if I've never been so happy to be wrong, but I am happy <laughs> I was wrong because I, I think the wrestling world is a better place with Roman and the Roman Empire. On there, and it also means that the Usos are still because he's gonna be like 
you guys didn't finish the job. You need to get your tiles. And so we need to get some gold on you. So, you know, I, I mean, that, that still goes. So, I, you know, well, we all got to put food on the table. Well, it's pretty obvious where they're going to go. He's obviously going to blame the Usos for not, you know, living up on their end of the deal, not just in helping him because Solo yeah, had to he do won it his for title. Him. If anything, they're more beholden to him. He's he's really yeah. the only, he's really the sole provider now of the table. Right, right, exactly. So he's going to lay shit into them 100% while Solo is... I'm looking forward to seeing what, what, what schemes they have cooked up, what the story is going to be. I think that it's <laughs> going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to be great. Sir James says, come on, Jeff, it's clearly the cowboy who drives a Tesla. Absolutely. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> well, boys, um, I think we can take it home now. I think we finally made it. I can just see the look in your eyes, especially you, Jeff. You look. What's up, Chris? Can I comment on the main event? Oh yeah, I thought you did, but go please. Yes. Sorry um, about that. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, it's been a long night. It's been a very yeah. long fucking I, weekend. I, I, I tried to keep track, but I lost track. Right. Exactly. No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, man. Um, you know what? I loved this. The, the main event was great. Um, it was a great story. And no, like him kicking out of three different people's finishes and the overbooked and him kicking out of, you know, all the whatever. It, it is exactly what the story needs because the story doesn't need to end with uh, somebody beating Roman clean in the middle of the ring. It needs to end with uh, it needs to end with his family imploding and then someone can beat him clean in the middle of the ring. It needs to end with point, everybody turns on Roman, the The empire collapses, then he can get beat in the middle of the ring. He can't, He you can't have him lose while he still has the empire together. True. It just doesn't make sense for the story. The story of when he finally lo loses has to be something like what we're talking about. There's finally some real dissension. They're not speaking to each other. But he says, I expect you to show up at this match that I have and help, you know, and help the tribal chief and help your tribal chief to defend our honor or whatever and it can be cody in a few months it can I i'd be fine with it being cody but the story has to progress to that point where the the bloodline looks like they're not sure what's going to happen and then he's he's losing it looks like cody's going to win the match the bloodline hit the ring and Roman's Roman's grinning and nodding and yeah, see, I can't lose. I'm 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 the head of the table. I can't fucking possibly lose. And then everybody just and everybody turns and looks at him and powders out of the ring. They don't even have to touch him. Just look at him, powder out, that's the end. Then you can beat Roman Reigns. You couldn't beat him tonight. It it wouldn't have made sense for the story. Well, Sir Jam differs to that. He says, I get that, Chris, but then don't bury everyone's finisher. KO and Sammy could have just fought the Usos off. No need for their finishes. I get his point too, though, Chris. That's actually a good point too. You need to be, I mean, again, I've said this 100,000 times already, but in order to in order to, to produce a superstar villain, you have to give him superstar performances. Bane in Batman's comics became a big deal because when he debuted, he broke Batman's back. If he That's didn't awesome. do that, he'd just be another muscular guy from Batman's comics. Nobody would remember him. He's a big deal because he came and he did something that nobody else thought was possible. And I agree, usually, 
you don't want somebody to kick out of three people's finishers. Jesus Christ, that's ridiculous. Not just three that, people's, but six of Cody's, one each yeah. for Sammy and but KO. That that's overkill. is the story. Him being the unbeatable final boss because he's got the bloodline is the story and it's been the story for the last two and a half three years and it's been a fucking wonderful story you can't just end it because there has to be closure to the story in order to have it end otherwise what was the point of the whole fucking story (laughs) that's a good argument man no doubt about it todd says also there's no struggle for cody so far he needs to go through real adversity First, before he wins a title, if he wins it. And that's that. the other thing. The the hero's journey is to fail. Right. Heroes do not immediately walk out the door and accomplish the thing that they had their eyes set on. That's not a hero's journey. And that's one of the main reasons why um, a lot of people have problem with, let's say, Superman comics. Because Superman comes across as too overpowered. You can't wow. really get involved in... You can't really get involved or... or, or or think about like what it's like to be Superman because sup- everything's easy for Superman. Everything comes so naturally to Superman, right? So people don't like that. They call him a Boy Scout, etc. Right? And I'm not saying the Superman comics aren't aren't good and and that they're not popular because they are. But like the hero who struggles and fails, but doesn't quit and comes back again to climb the mountain. That's the hero's journey. So Cody Rhodes needed to lose this match too for his story. For his story, he needed to lose this match. He will be better off and he will be a bigger star and he will be a more lasting face having not won tonight. If he would have won this be- this belt tonight, they would have been throwing his weight belt back at him three fucking weeks from now. The fact that he oh, lost this cool, and the fact that he can come back eventually and win that's going to make him a bigger face for a more lasting run. As long as tomorrow night he doesn't come out on Raw and says, with his fake fucking smile, so what do you guys want to talk about? Oh, he won't. He he's smarter will. than that. He's got to go to the underworld and he's got to be resurrected. Hades. And, and the guys from Soup will have more more reason to call him Cody Christ. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But, no. uh, really? You know, it was a few weeks ago. I think I said it, you know, on probably on one of our shows. That at you know, with his promo sort of being hit or miss, and and you know, sometimes miss and getting more frequently missed. I'm like, is it just me, or is he just starting to feel like he's just Cody Rhodes? And, uh, and well, yeah, and, and that's why, yeah. I'm upset. So you know, anyway, I, I think that Chris did a wonderful job of explaining why there's what real long term storytelling is, and they. You know, by hook or by crook, they came on. They came out with this fabulous story, and they're sticking with it. And I'm happy they did. I just wish that they added a new wrinkle in the form of a new face or a different, a, a, a different addition to the bloodline, right. a different foil, just to you know make it feel like it's growing stronger rather than weaken. When's a thousand days up? Uh, I think I think when they're in Puerto Rico. Yeah, it, yeah, backlash. That, that is. It will have May. already ended or might well end that day. I mean, I think he's at 970 days now. He is, he is. Yeah, it's coming up. By May, he'll he'll eclipse that, no doubt about it. And, and look, we sh- I mean, he deserves to have that 1,000-day run. Why not? You know what I mean? I mean, shit, he, he's earned it, no doubt about it. Uh-huh. 
he goes from five to four in the all-time books, and and listen, no, nobody's going to have these three or four year, you know. Well, maybe I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I guess who's after him? Bob Backlund. Yeah, Bruno. Is, oh, Bruno is eclipsed him though, right? Oh yeah, Bruno had like an eight-year run. But yeah, right. that'll That's never. True. They'll never redo that. No, if 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 only because nobody's gonna stay on the fucking road for eight years. <laughs> but Hogan Christ. might have had a five year I, I run. I, I don't think. remember. Hogan had a five year run. Or percent. Okay, with no interruption because more no interruption. Five year run, right? So it's it's Backlund's probably next because he had an aggregate yeah. longer. But anyway, it's Page Pedro Morales is the one who he's going to eclipse. Right, and right. Frankly, no disrespect to Pedro Morales, but. He's in like nobody's conversation unless you're an old timer. Unless like you're Kevin Castle. <laughs> yeah. But you know, people you know, people still talk about Bruno as an all time great or superstar Billy Graham, but no one really talks about Pedro Morales or Pat Bruno Patterson was or... the most damn boring friggin' look, he was before my time, but if you're Italian, I get it why Bruno would be up there. But he's a fond memory because all of your dads and your grandpas liked him. And right, he was, exactly. He was sort of like the, the Harley race without, you know, and he was, and he was naturally strong and, you know, all, all this stuff. He's like, he's curling 60 pound dumbbells at age 60. <laughs> you know, he's Bruno, but um, anyway, yeah. Roman yeah. number five going up to number four, that, you know, all time. He's, he's making his case. Absolutely. Anyway. Todd brings up an interesting note, though. Side note, no LA night on either night. Epic fail. What the hell is up with that? When the fans so were calling for this guy, he's over. But they're doing everything to extinguish him, man. Well, it's maybe that'll, like be, maybe that'll be a story. You didn't put me on, on Raw, and then maybe he gets an attitude change. I, I don't know. But having Bobby Lashley come out with, a, you know, and he's not dressed... When he's dressed in street clothes with that, yeah, with I was that worried. trophy, right yeah. then that, that, that sort of ruined my night because I'm like, well, nothing's going to happen with him now unless someone attacks him now and they destroy the, the trophy. And, you know, he's already well, dressed to leave. Good. I'm like, this fucking sucks. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you know. It is yeah, what it but, is. I, listen, yes, people love LA Knight, but, you know, not being on WrestleMania, it, it stinks. But what match was he going to have? Are you going to put him against Bobby? Everyone wants him to be with Bobby Lashley. Bobby, They would have had Bobby Lashley kill him. So how does that help LA Knight by being on WrestleMania to lose to Lashley in, in, in five minutes? You know, better have him yeah. squat Baron Corbin. I was thinking that. Oh, you took the words right, right out of my mouth. I was thinking to myself, uh, why do I smell Corbin coming out? Well, you know what I really thought was going to happen? Because when what? The Miz and Snoop were doing the thing and The Miz is going, no, 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 no. Then I thought you were going to hear over the loud say, yeah. Yeah, dummy. Then, you know, LA Knight <laughs> would come out to that. I told you you couldn't have a, a Hollywood WrestleMania without LA Knight. Fucking idiot. That, that would have been so much better than Shane McMahon. And then who cares? It's The Miz. Yeah, and the night before you had a perfect Jamie, setup too when Miz was saying that, Oh, I, I put out a I put out an open challenge and then you could have Bobby Lashley come out and say, No, motherfucker, I put out an open challenge. Mm-hmm. But since you but since you're open, let's do it. Right. <laughs> so Jam also says this is interesting. I went to college with Bobby. Great dude. Wow. Thanks for the info, man. And Todd with the pop of the day, Jeff. Also check out Castle and Chicky's podcasting adventures on Second Thought. Don't Oh shit! Wow! Oh, hey, God. Wow! Just quietly, Todd. Screen. We're gonna get in trouble just. By <laughs> I know, Todd. I used to be the producer for that damn show, man, for quite a while, just quietly. But uh, not anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. it sucks it's, now. Those are those are friends, Todd. No, no, no. Look, yeah, they are. They are friends. Actually, they're dear friends of ours. They're friends adjacent. 
<laughs> I don't know who the fuck you guys are talking about. So. You know who was, you've been on the show with this guy before, Chris. Don't act like that. Kevin Castle, dude. I don't remember. <laughs> what a prick. He's no selling him. Yeah. Wow. I like it. Look at this Canadian guy, right? Sorry, I mean he, shit. He would no sell us back, so <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true too. He but look, he often, is a friend though. So who gives a shit? I didn't anyway, reply to his last almost, message. It's, I it's lie. past two in the morning now and I gotta fucking work, man. Let's uh All right boys. Well, before we do take it home though, what's the final score for night two? Jeff, what would you give it? C plus. Wow. Chris? Uh, it's gonna get a C. Really good main event. Everything else was. Bleh. I'll go B plus, maybe even A minus. And I just think it's burnout, guys. Uh, yeah, really, I I'm gonna say that. I just think it's a burnout, especially for you guys, because it's on late. For me, it's on early. When I say early, not real year. early, but last year was two nights. Also, I thought that one night was a little bit better than the the, the other, but that they held up pretty well. Tonight, no, I. I, it's not burnout. I mean, and, it, I, and I think I was burned out because the match, some of the matches were just, just okay. Okay, interesting. I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed night two a lot. I'm, I don't know. You was, to, but don't, don't, don't tell me why I graded it for. I'm me. not telling you. I Jeez. Was, I guess I thought it was not a great show. I, I'm you know, just surprised. Some, damn it! Don't push me, fella. I'll Come push on. You if I want to push you. <laughs> Whoa. Jeez, someone's feisty. Chris, uh, yeah, it's gonna get a C, like that's what I said already. Cause it's, yeah. it's all right. I have to get rid of my favorite shirt. Of course, I'm feisty. <laughs> burn it now, Jeff. Burn it now. Just you really want to see me with topless? No, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, <laughs> toss is fair enough. <laughs> well, anyway, boys, Chris, I'll start with you, man. This time, tell them where they can find you, bro. Um, not on the Castle and Chickies podcast. Uh, no, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. Um, uh, you can also find me on everything with the PWC. Uh, this weekend we've done WrestleMania. Also, Jeff and I did Stand and Deliver. Uh, you can find me on Jeff's latest podcast, actually, uh, from the Garden of Doom. Uh, we talk about Atlantis. You can find my latest podcast, um, the uh, Far Center, which should be coming out. That's coming. There's so much wrestling shit. I just oh, feel I like know. it's the wrong I, time. I, I, don't, to sort of, yeah. I don't even want you to, to post it right now because everybody's right. going to be horny for wrestling. But that's, that's coming I mean. out soon <laughs> where I talk about the difference between being welcome and being catered to. Why you should know what the difference is your children um also you can find me on facebook and just in general uh you could find me in northwestern ontario if you wanted to come up here and just knock on my door i'd be there uh that's pretty much it oh jeff tell them where they can find you uh, you can find me on Twitter at IcarusFellMD. The rest of the stuff you know or Chris just told you or Jimmy's about to tell you. So, yeah, Thank check you. check check the shows out. If you download and subscribe to Garden of Doom, you also get Garden Views. Similar style, but, but pretty different content, though there's some overlap. And I think you'll enjoy them, and you'll, you'll be informative and entertained. And there's at least six shows there with Chris. Now, there's a show with Jimmy, but only Jimmy has it. So maybe one day he'll actually... Publish oh. it to, to the to the rest of the world. Who knows? I need, yeah, I need to look for it. I've got it. It's well, just I need yeah. to dig through it. I've told you this a million times. But anyway, um, well, yes, insane. Much better than you lose my stuff. I haven't lost it. No, I don't lose anything. I just I got it. I mark a lot of these things. The same shit, bro. They're on different hard drives. That's the problem. 
But anyway, if you want to follow me, though, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects. Also at the PWC Network, you can follow us there on Twitter. And please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.popping.com where you can find all our shows. Channelattitude.com where you can find us on the Smack Attack, the Uncaged, Ring of Honor if we choose to. <laughs> but I've been told to look out for a surprise guest on the Monday Locker Room tomorrow apparently. So check that out on channelattitude.com. It's, it's a surprise, so I don't know what's going on there. I just got told to promote it as that. So, yeah, check that out, which is tomorrow early, I believe. I think is that behind the $5 Eastern. paywall? It is. So behind the $5. Patreon. Well, not a Patreon. you got to no. subscribe to channelattitude.com. I know it's late, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't blame you. So, yeah. And also, like and subscribe at hamimediagroup.podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows, including Jeff's. And in saying that, I think we're out, boys. It's me, Jimmy T, that's Evil Dose, Jeff Lippman, and that is the conquistador himself, Chris Hams. Or am I one of them too? I don't know, but Ole, I guess. I mean, how do you do that? It's like dabbing. Ole. <laughs> Ole, indeed. Evil, my friends. <laughs> and also, thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys have been great. You've absolutely stuck with us. I mean, I can't believe we still got viewers. So, in saying that, bon voyage. And see you later. Peace out. It's like this and like that and like this and up. Drake creep to the mic like a fan. Well, I'm peeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping. But I damn near got caught because my people kept beeping. Now it's time for me to make my impression felt. So sit back, relax, and strap on your seat. Don't you never been on a ride like this before? With a producer who can rap and control the maestro. At the same time with the dope rhyme that I kick. You know and I know I flow some old funky shit. To add to my collection, the selection symbolizes dope. Take a dope for don't choke if you do. You have no clue of what me and my homie Snoop Dogg came to do. It's like this and like that, and like this and uh, it's like that and like this and like that and uh, it's like this. And who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode. What a hell of a gangster lean. Getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard green. It's the capital S O S of fresh and double O P D O double G Y D O double G. You see, showing much flex when it's time to wreck a mic. Pimping hoes and clacking a grip like my name was Dolomite. Yeah, and it don't quit. I think they in the mood for some motherfucking G shit. Yeah. So Drake, what up, dog? Gotta get them what they want. What's that, G? We gotta break them off something. Hell yeah. And it's gotta be bumping. City of Compton. It's where it takes place, so we'll gnash your attention. Mobbing like a motherfucker, but I ain't lynching. Dropping a funky shit that's making a sucker niggas mumble. When I'm on the mic, it's like a cookie. They all crumble. Try to get close, and your ass I get smacked. My motherfucking homie, doggy dog, has got my back. Never but let me slip, cause if I slip, then I'm slipping. But if I got my Nina, then you know I'm straight tripping. And I'ma continue to put the rap down, put the Mac down. And if your bitches talk shit, I have to put the smack down. Yeah, and you don't stop. I told you I'm just like a clock when I tick and I talk. But I'm never off, always on till the break of dawn. See you when PTO in and the city they call Long Beach. Putting the shit together like my nigga DOC. No one can do it better like this, that, and this, and uh, it's like that, and like this, and like that. It's like this, then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.
smile on his face, back to his feet, couple of shoulders tackled, cannot take Omos down. Omos misses wildly though, oh, right looking for a German, but an elbow on the nose and then a headbutt drops the beast to the floor. One headbutt, one elbow by Omos, contains the impact of maybe five the power match. of Omos slamming Lester. internet from Xfinity. The future starts now. It is WrestleMania weekend and this is the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. The ring is filled with WWE superstars. You're eliminated when you go over the top rope and both feet hit the floor. Lastly, Strowman Reed remain. Bronson Reed! Strowman's done! We're not a Bronson Reed in Bobby Lashley! Nobody home! There! Reed eliminated! Bobby Lashley's the winner! Lashley just did the incredible. Bobby Lashley wins the Andre the Giant Battle Royal!
Oh, oh. goodness. I lost my breath just listening to that. McIntyre all too happy to answer. Side the ring though, remember Asuka's gotta beat the champ inside. 
side. Champions advantage for Bianca. And look, right, look, look at this power. The power of Belair. Just muscling up.
you think you know me? The only way to win inside Hell in a Cell is by pinfall or submission. We're about to witness ourselves a duel. And Edge with a steel chair. Oh, no. Barely phasing the demon. But now unloads with a kendo stick on Edge. Incredible speed possessed by Finn Balor. Seems almost exacerbated as the demon. Edge took, Edge took the blame, Corey. And he formed Judgment Day. And he said now he has to end it as he knows it. Takes out the leader. his sister Teal, his daughter Liberty, his mother Michelle.
This is a moment generations in the making for the Rhodes family. And the young man that Cody Rhodes is presenting his weight belt to tonight is little Brody, John Huber's son, the late Luke Harper's young boy who is here at ringside tonight to witness this incredible moment. ago, Roman Reigns issued an almost dismissive look in the direction of his challenger, Cody Rhodes. I know Cody witnessed it, and Cody will use that as fuel on his mission tonight to finish the story. But the bottom line is, this has been Roman Reigns' world for so long, Roman doesn't care about anybody who exists in it.
You're back now at the Jack Off Hour. This is DJ Easy Dick on the balls right now. Something new by Snoop Doggy Dog, and this one goes out to the ladies from all the guys. A big bow wow wow. Cause we gon' make it a little misty here tonight. This is DJ Easy Dick on the station that snaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. When I met you last night, baby.
The Pope's Exorcist presents the WrestleMania Press Conference. Night two of WrestleMania has reached its dramatic conclusion, and now we do a deep dive into the aftermath of the biggest event of the year. Welcome, everyone, to the WrestleMania Press Conference brought to you by the Pope's Exorcist. My name is Byron Saxon, and a special appreciation to all of you joining us on our various social media platforms, as well as our media present here tonight. Now, during the course of our press conference, we'll hear from the winner of the undisputed WWE Universal Championship main event tonight. We'll also hear from the winner of the Raw Women's Championship match. And then we'll be joined by the Chief Content Officer of WWE, Paul Triple H Levesque. Now, a quick reminder for our media in attendance tonight, if you do have a question during the course of the press conference, raise your hand, state your name, and your media affiliate. Now, without further ado, our first guest successfully fended off the threat of an empress to retain her title tonight at WrestleMania. Please welcome the EST of WWE and still Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. All right, our first question for Bianca Belair. We will go to the second row. How you doing? TJ Hi. Legacy, ESPN Gainesville. Congratulations on your victory. That's three championship matches at WrestleMania yeah. and a victory for Bianca Belair. Is this the new streak? Um, I definitely think this is the new streak. You know, I did it. Uh, WrestleMania 37, main event, it. didn't think I, you know, I could top that. Went and, you know, stole the show with Becky Lynch last year, WrestleMania 38, and won this title and, you know, got to defend this title all year long against some, against some amazing women. And now to walk into WrestleMania now and step in the ring with someone like Asuka and, you know, defeat her and, and three-peat, it's, it's been amazing. So, you know, um, Asuka's amazing and um you know despite the mist <laughs> she's an incredible competitor um but yeah you know I, I think i'm on the road to you know hopefully being mrs wrestlemania and hopefully this is the new streak yeah emily may from sports keto wrestling congratulations thank you you had such an incredible entrance tonight <laughs> you worked with the the divas of compton mm -hmm. and it was such a meaningful and inspirational entrance for everyone around the world watching. What did that mean to you to work with them and give little girls this wonderful platform? Uh, first of all, you know, shout out to Divas of Compton. They were amazing, um, you know, just getting to meet them. And during, you know, rehearsals, when I first, you know, got to meet them, I was tearing up and crying. And I was like, I don't know if I can watch this before my match because I'm just going to be bawling, crying. Uh, but, you know, to be able to bring them out you know, I wanted to have little little ESTs. My favorite thing is to come out and see these little ESTs that, you know, they see themselves in me and, you know, to be able to inspire them. And, you know, they're, they're going to do amazing things. And, you know, I just wanted to bring them out and, you know, show that, you know, you know, I always talk about 
the role models that I had as a kid. And I always talk about this in every interview. And I am where I am because of my role models. And so to see little ESTs dressing up like me and, you know, they're seven years old, 12 years old. And it like, it took me 30, so I was 30 years old to get on this grand stage. And they're seven and 12 years old on this stage and not intimidated by being in front of 80,000 people and being watched by thousands of people on Peacock. Um, they were amazing. And, you know, I just wanted to give them the stage and let them shine bright and be little ESTs and let everybody know that there's a e, you know, EST inside of them. And, you know, representation is so important. And I always want to bring that to the table. Like, they're my why. Like walking out as Rawman's champion is it, it means so much. But to be able to inspire, um, they're my why. They're they're my whole reason why. Nothing like when somebody takes the question you're about to ask. <laughs> just to uh, uh, Keith Whittier with Auto Life Magazine. Just to just to just to pivot off of that. So again, the representation is so incredibly important, and it's wonderful because growing up watching WWE, having people who look like my, like myself is so incredible. Right now, can you talk a little bit more in terms of like as you were developing like some of your role models in WWE mm -hmm. and some of like the, the 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 different superstars that that really inspired you. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think my journey into WWE was is at the time when I came in was a little unique. It's it's more common now with more, you know, athletes coming into WWE and not really having much knowledge about it initially. But when I first came in, I saw Beth Phoenix and I saw myself in her. She was someone who was muscular and she was beautiful and like she embraced her like feminine side, but also her, her muscles empowered her. You know, I saw her picking up two women at one time. And I'm like, my body can do that. And I, I want to do that. I saw myself in Jacqueline. I saw myself in, in so many amazing women and you know, in WWE, and they've inspired me. And, you know, even from when I was a little kid, even outside of wrestling, like when I wanted to be an Olympic track athlete, and I saw myself in Gail Devers and Flojo and Dominic Dolls as a gymnast. And at the time when I was younger, I didn't understand what was happening. You know, I was just gravitating towards people that look like me. And that's when I, you know, growing up, I realized representation is important. And so, you know, it's 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 very important. It show it shows you, you know, where you know the world sees where you fit your possibilities. But I also encourage people like if you see something that you want to do and you don't see anyone that looks like you, then you become that person and you open the door for everyone else. So um, I'm just I was so excited for the Divas of Compton tonight. I think they just absolutely showed up and showed out. Final question for the EST. Uh, Alice McGeorge from Metro UK hey. and. Obviously, like we said, representation is so important and so is the way you've championed mental health and the issues you've been through. So how do you reflect on that journey from everything you were going through to being on this stage? Ooh, uh, it's been a journey and it's um, it's not something that you just go through and you're over it. You know, I, I'm still I still deal with it even to this day. Um, but to know where I came from and where I am right now. Um, it's been a journey and that's why I'm so open about it. Cause I know how, when I was going through it, I felt like, you know, I felt alone. And if I went through that and I'm sitting here as Roman's champion and three Pete at WrestleMania, anybody can get through it, you know? And I just want to be inspiration for that. And, um, that's what this is really all about. Like, I feel like oh, my, 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 my journey in WWE, you know, my going three Pete at WrestleMania, my starting my legacy, it's, not just about um, people watching what I'm doing. It's, you know, 
I want people to remember me for how I made them feel, how I inspired them. And I know like all this might sound so like, oh, you know, cliche, but it's it's so true. And that's why it's so close to, you know, it means so much to me to go out there and three-peat at WrestleMania, bring the little girls out and just always bring representation and a reason in my culture to WWE. <clears throat> well, Bianca, congratulations on your three-peat and please enjoy your win tonight. Thank you. I'm on my own. Thank you. And shout out to Oscar. She's amazing. One of the best female wrestlers in the world. Uh, she pushed me to my limit tonight. So shout out to Oscar. Well, the WrestleMania press conference is presented by the new movie, The Pope's Exorcist, starting Russell Crowe exclusively in movie theaters April 14th. Get your tickets now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest survived what some might call a championship war in the main event of WrestleMania. Accompanied by the wise man, Paul Heyman, he is still the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Okay, our first question for Roman Reigns. Graham Matthews, Bleach Report. Roman, this, a lot of people would say this was the most jeopardy that your championship run has been in up to this point, but still emerging victorious regardless. Uh, thoughts on the reaction from the audience and how it compares to other moments you've experienced throughout your career? I mean, they just keep getting bigger. It's weird because it seems like every WrestleMania we feel like this is the biggest, yeah. I mean, uh, earlier today, I'm looking at it like, how do we outdo Dallas? How do you outdo 100,000 people, AT&T Stadium? Well, it's easy, you come to Hollywood, you come to SoFi, you put together the best storylines and the best work of all time for over two years, and you come and you know put the cherry on top and dominate like I did tonight. Roman Paul, Jason Jones, The Athletic. Just. Uh, for either one of you, just the storyline has been, like you said, two plus years, so intricate, so much blended in from Dusty and your family and all. How much deeper can this story get and how much more can you, you know, tell us with this story that you've been telling for so long? What'd you say earlier today? We're in the third inning? Yeah, yeah if this is baseball, we're, we're just in the third inning here, man. There, there's so much left to do. We've said it for a long time. We're just scratching the surface. I told y'all it had to be a month after we came back in 2020 uh, at SummerSlam. We're, we're going to change the whole game. We're, we're not going to follow suit. We're not going to run it like TikTok and YouTube shorts. We're, we're going to have to expand you people. We're going to have to open up your, your, you know, your, your attention span. You're going to have to pay attention for longer than 20 seconds, y'all, because that's what we're doing. We're out here making filet mignon. This ain't McDonald's. This isn't Burger King. It's not fast food. We're giving you the good stuff. And I meant it, and I, I kept my word. Jamak Kosandu for BT Sport. Roman, can I just 
ask what this means to you in terms of historical significance. You know, three back-to-back WrestleManias, um, having these moments, making it bigger and bigger. You told us earlier this week that you are grinding bloodline. So how satisfying is it for you personally to keep delivering these kind of moments? This portion of my career has been the most fulfilling. You know, if you would have asked me before we started doing this, I probably would have told you, you know, my work with Make-A-Wish, my work with LLS, uh, you know, the charitable things were the really fulfilling things, uh, a part of this job. But I have to, I have to say, being able to dive deep into this thing with Paul, uh, to bring my family along, to lift them up, to put them in a position to showcase their talents, their potential, their superstardom, to where we get all the way to the point where we main event both nights of WrestleMania. I'm challenging anybody. Yeah, you can be a little kid right now. You can be running independence. You see what me and my family have done. I challenge you to outdo us. I want somebody to step up. I want somebody to take this ball from us. I want somebody to, you know, take the spotlight from us. Dominate, take the island of relevancy from me. Because if you don't, we're just going to keep a, a, a chokehold on this game. Me and my family, the twins, Solo, the wise man, we're not taking prisoners, man. We're not lying to you. We are the best. This isn't a promo. I'm not, you know, I didn't look in the mirror in the shower and come up with this stuff. This is as real as it gets. And the man I beat tonight, his dad told me that 10 years ago. I'm the greatest of all time. This WrestleMania solidifies it. It's not just me that's lifting up. I'm not the only megastar here anymore. The whole bloodline is. And we got some problems. And I felt it tonight. Y'all see, my little social media boy sent out the tweet. My back was against the wall. But what's a tribal tribal chief supposed to do, right? Lift his family up, just like I did from the beginning. We're going to handle some business. We're going to sort it out. But we've only begun. Get used to this. Get used to this. One more. Paul, Roman, Joe Reedy, Associated Press over here. You're going to be on the verge of a thousand days now as champion, not done since Hogan. How far can you take this and can anybody stop you at the moment? As of right now, no, nobody can stop me. They thought it was Drew. They thought it was Sammy. I thought it was Brock. Yeah, thought it was Brock. Thought it was Kevin. Thought, thought it was Kevin. Thought it was John. Thought it was Edge and Daniel Bryan. Thank God you're here because I can't even remember them all. We done smashed them. They thought it was John Cena. Yeah. Uh, what a murderer's row of heavyweights, too. Think about it. Who has ever gone through that roster and then lapped around them again? We're just getting started. You're, you're looking at 1,000 as the goal. We, we, we have that. We, we, we're sitting here tonight. We're already starting to plan WrestleMania 40. We, we were thinking about 1,000 like 200 days ago. You know what I mean? This is it's simple to us. It's never going to stop. Ever. Out of the kindness of my heart, one more. You are a generous tribal chief. I, you know, it is, it's my day, you know what I mean? 
thank you very much. Congratulations, uh, Roman, on your victory. Uh, Nick Hausman, House of Wrestling. Uh, question for both of you. Huge news broke this afternoon from CNBC. It sounds like there could be a big change in ownership for WWE uh, maybe as early as tomorrow. Uh, what are your reactions to the reports that WWE could be acquired by Endeavor, potentially merged with UFC? And, of course, Paul, we already saw you getting into it with uh, Conor McGregor over on Twitter. Thank you. I was busy, uh, you know, smashing your favorite. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know too much about that. Today was a busy day for me. Whatever happened, I'm sure they're all very lucky to have me. I know that much. You got anything on that, Wise Man? Yeah, he has a bad habit of starting problems at press conferences. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, he, yeah. <laughs> it, you care to ad-lib and maybe, uh, you know... Rebuttal him? Yeah, yeah. No, he knows he has a bad habit of asking bad questions yeah. at press conferences. Well, it's like the improv or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's it. You wasted your question. All right, good night, guys. <laughs>
what does that person do? Oh, they're a huge WWE fan. Um, and there's not a lot of things like that in the world. So to me, that's that's the thing that resonates with me the most. Um, also, and I mentioned this quite a bit, but um, and I'll I'll hit some stats here and some numbers. But among the uh, the the record for the weekend is the record for tonight. The number of media that we had in attendance, well over 250 credentialed members of the media at a WrestleMania all of you so thank you again for that your interest in this your um your passion to cover it and and to um continue to give that information to the ww universe to our fan base to, to everybody that's out there that's interested is is awesome so thank you very much um also want to mention pope's exorcist they didn't really give us you know snacks or anything uh luckily kevin was on the first night that was sponsored by Snickers. So, um, but I want to thank Pope's Exorcist for um, for being a part of the show tonight. But I will start with this business. Um, this is the most successful WrestleMania of all time. Um, we, as Roman Reigns would say, WrestleMania 39 smashed the records for viewership, for gate, for sponsorship, for merchandise, for social media. I'll have uh, a bit more of the direct information tomorrow, but I know all those things um, were all-time highs. Um, you know, viewership, merch, social media, all of those things that are relevant to our business and the strength and the power of WWE, all-time best, off the chart. Um, the gate tonight was well over 21 million, or for the, I should say for the weekend, well over 21 million for the two nights. That is a record, highest grossing weekend, highest paid attendance for us. Um, last night's SoFi attendance record was the shortest record reign in the history of SoFi because it only lasted one night, night two surpassed it. Last night we had 80,497. Tonight we had 81,395 in the building. Total of the two days, 161,892 people as somebody that, that does this on a regular basis that's a mind-blowing number to me um and uh you know i think it's awesome and i think uh it just shows you the strength of where we are right now if if anything to me the spectacle of what we did tonight and i mentioned this a little bit last night the team kevin dunn's team jason robinson that creates this there's nobody in the world, nobody doing what we do, nobody. From a live event production, from a live event presentation, um, from putting on an entertainment spectacle, nobody in the world touching what we do. The moments that we create, the emotion, the excitement, the staging of it, the presentation of it, the pyro, the celebrities that attend, the spectacle of it, nothing. Um, you know, highlights of, of what we offer and, and the differences in, in what all of it is. You know, you had Brock and almost tonight. Um, completely different from anything else that you saw this weekend, right? And, um, you know, some people, when when you when that match was first brought up, you know, there was, there was some audible groans on it maybe, right? It delivered. Uh, you know, to me, it was it was a spectacle, and it delivered, and it caught people's attention, and it and it made them 
them stop and, and see it. It did what it needed to do. Um, the, the women had a phenomenal tag match. Gunther drew Sheamus. <laughs> I don't even know where to start on that. I'm just, uh, this, this is the kind of match that when I watch it, I go like, wow, that's why I retired. You know? Um, I've been in there with Gunther. I've been in there with Drew, but you know, those guys hit hard. Um, Gunther's at a different level of hitting hard. And, you know, when you talk about an event like tonight of making stars and star-making performances, all three of them walked out bigger stars. But Gunther put himself on a different level tonight, different playing field. And um, that's impressive. He, he, the sky is the limit for him. I can't say enough good stuff about him. He's a throwback. Um, and when it comes to storytelling in that ring and... Um, you know, every single thing he does means something. And that's, I don't see that a lot. So, I'm, you know, yeah, can't say enough good stuff about him. Um, Bianca Asuka was, they tore it up exactly like I would expect them to. Um, Miss Snoop, unfortunately, Shane um, tearing his quad early in the match. And, and not that it was going to be a long match probably, but, uh, you know, going down with a torn quad. Um, my hat's off to Snoop, you know, just, uh, picking it up and just like, oh man, he's hurt. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll fix that. You know what I mean? And just, he's a, a natural born entertainer. Um, you know, I, I, it, I've known Snoop for years in this environment and, and what kind of a fan he is, but man, tonight he put himself, and from a respect factor for me, he put himself on a different playing field for me because I know a lot of guys been in the business a long time and if that happened, they'd be like, what do we do? You know, um, didn't miss a beat. It was amazing. Um, Hell in a Cell, Edge and Finn Balor, just phenomenal. Everything Hell in a Cell should be um, and then some and you see a, a veteran like Edge with a legend status and somebody like Finn just taking it to another level, um, uh, you know, amazing. And then Roman Cody for me, um, every single thing a main event at WrestleMania should be on both sides. The spectacle of the entrances, the, the, the build, the hype, deafening crowd, um, people on the edge of their seat the whole time, all the way through to the last second. And then, you know, um, maybe for a lot of people, a shocking outcome, right? Um, what I will say about that is it's always interesting to me um, when people say, how could that happen or how could they do that in that moment? And it's almost perfectly spelled out in this story. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. Tomorrow night on Raw, it's sold out Crypto Arena. The story continues. The story takes another chapter. We just, we just got to the end of a chapter but the story continues and that's where this gets interesting to me. Um, so, you know, I think that is what is the most amazing thing about our business. The story never ends, you know, and uh, for Cody, so proud of him as a performer, 
to the hardest thing in the world to do is walk away from your comfort zone, to walk away from something you're doing, no matter how difficult th that environment you're in is or anything, to, to go with what you're familiar with and walk away into an unknown environment is one of the most difficult things you'll ever do in your life. And he did that, um, gambled on himself in the biggest way possible and succeeded at it. And but but that wasn't his goal. And when he he knew when the time was right, that all those things that he was doing, all the gambling, all the moments that he was creating were to get back to what he really wanted, which was to be here and be the WWE champion, right? And to fulfill what he feels is his legacy and his career and his birthright some some to some degree, um, to do what his dad didn't, you know, all those things. To, but to see that journey, to see him go through all those things as incredibly strong, it's an incredibly tough journey, an incredibly strong person to do that. And to do that in this business is really difficult and he's done it. And tonight, if anything, um, he proved and earned his place at the top of this business. And I really mean that um, as a performer, as an athlete, as a, as a businessman, as everything else, as a as a man, earned his place in this business tonight. And then Roman, I tell him this all the time, and I told him to him again tonight, he's operating on a different level from everybody else. The storytelling, the nuances, the, I said something earlier about making everything mean something. There's nothing that happens when he's in that ring that doesn't mean something. Um, it's impressive and it's why he's been champion for 945 days. It's why he's been at the top of this industry. It's why three WrestleManias in, he's defending the same championship in the same run because he's at a whole, whole other level, whole other stratosphere from everybody else that's doing this right now. And I love hearing him say what he's saying. He's begging somebody to come along and take it from him. He's begging them to step up and do it as good as he does. Um, and, and that's that's what this business is about because when the Hogans and those people get to the top and the time comes, you need that next level. You need the Bretts and the Shawns, and then you need the Rocks and the Austins and the Undertakers, and you need that next generation. You need the Cenas. You need somebody to step up and take it, not have it handed to them, take it. And he's begging for somebody to do it. Um, and I can't wait to see who does. And that's for the men, that's for the women, that's for everybody. So um, amazing night. I'm going to, I'm gonna before I open this up to questions, I want to mention one other thing. I know Bianca talked about her entrance in here and the young ladies that were on that stage and how impressive that was. And I, I wanted to mention and one, offer condolences and thoughts and prayers. There was a little girl in that troop today as they got here that they came and informed us that her mom passed away this morning. It's the little girl that was the contortionist that Bianca danced with. And for her to come here and do that, because that's her passion in life, for her to come and do that because she didn't want to let this opportunity slip by, for her to never miss a beat, to see her dance partners swarm around her. 
to see everybody come together for her, to see everybody come to me to tell me about it. And then for us to get to do what we do, which is give her that opportunity and that moment with Bianca and create a moment for her on the worst day of her life that she'll never forget. That's why we do what we do on so many levels. So I just want to say how cool that was from Bianca and uh, just offer Amina our condolences and hope that tomorrow's a better day. So with that, I'll now open it up to questions and uh, Osman, if you want to get it out of the way, you want to just go st <laughs> straight, st straight to the elephant in the room. Go ahead. Hi, uh, Paul, congratulations, fantastic show. Thank you. Nick Hausman, House of Wrestling. Like I said to, to Paul and Roman, obviously big news broke earlier today, or a report, I shouldn't say news, saying tomorrow potentially a big announcement could come that WWE is being acquired by Endeavor, merging you with UFC. Any chance you can confirm or comment on that report? Nope. Great, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm, man, I'm here to talk about WrestleMania, but I want to get it off the table. So uh, I want to talk about WrestleMania because it was epic, and I don't think that in, I don't think today we need to talk about anything past today. Third row? Hey, Hunter, Connor Casey, comicbook.com. Hey, man. I wanted to ask you about Cody, uh, specifically if you could expound on how he's carried himself uh, from coming back from the torn peck all the way up through till tonight, because for Roman, this was, he's been in this spot plenty yeah. of times. This was Cody's first. Yeah. Look, um, people can talk about it. They can, they can give their opinions on it and talk about everything we do. But when you're in the main event of WrestleMania, that's a different level of pressure. And, um, you can be in everything else. You can have tons of experience. You can headline other things. You can have been the guy somewhere else. You can do all those things. You walk into WrestleMania, biggest match of your life against the biggest opponent you've ever faced um, in front of 80 plus thousand people um, with the pressure and the storyline and everything else that you've built up around it. That is the weight of the world. And he handled it like a pro. He handled it like a champ, poised, calm, didn't miss a beat, not nervous. I saw him today, as calm as any other day that I see him. <clears throat> when I first saw him today, carrying his baby with his wife and just having a day, he handled it like he'd been there a million times. You expect Roman to do that. You expect people that have been there a million times uh, <laughs> LA, I want to make sure there's no earthquake or anything. Um, handled it like a pro. I'm proud of him for that, man. He he stepped up, and like I said earlier, he tonight he proved main event caliber, main event worthy. He took it, you know. Um, maybe he didn't get where he wanted to get to tonight, but, but by the end of the day, he accomplished everything he should have accomplished tonight by far. Paul John Alba fight. 
I want to preface this by saying that booking is subjective in professional wrestling. You don't say. <laughs> um, it is so difficult in wrestling to create that next level babyface, the <clears throat> next John Cena, the next rock. Uh, tonight, there was an opportunity there for Cody Rhodes to maybe reach that next level and finish that story, reclaim that championship. When you're in that creative process, how much do you wrestle with the idea that we might be passing up an all-time moment here to really make somebody in favor of, as you alluded to before, trying to drag things out and build on the story? Yeah, I, so what I would say to that is first, to drag things out sounds negative, right? It's not drag things out, it's tell the story, right? It's, so it's, it's telling a story. Where do you want to go with the story and how do you want to get there? And I think in the moment you think like, oh my God, I can't believe right? If you're watching a movie and you thought every scene in the movie was the last scene in the movie, the entire movie, you'd be like, I can't believe they just did that. It was the worst movie ever. And then you, oh, wait, there's more, right? Oh, wait, there's more. Um, how much do we weigh that out? Every single moment of every single day, some days when I'm trying to sleep and I can't sleep, uh, it's because I'm weighing that out in my brain, right? And I wish that I could sleep instead of weighing it out in my brain. It's all you think about, it's all you, right? Well, if you're gonna be good at this, it consumes your every moment of everything you do. Um, it's a feel, and you feel it. Sometimes you feel wrong, is wrong. sometimes your feeling is wrong, sometimes your feeling is right, you know? Um, but I do know that um, it always continues, and, and the story doesn't end here. So, um, you know, some people will look at it and say like, well, if you did this, it would have been better. But you don't know that, do you? You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. You're never going to know. Because you don't, if you did the other thing, might not have worked out the way you wanted to. Um, might not have, people might not have reacted to it the way you wanted to. So it's, it's always a feel. And where you are at that moment, honestly, is the right place to be. And then that's where you have to be and, and bank on what's next. So you continue to tell the story, but if I didn't feel like we had a compelling story on the other side, that wouldn't be the decision. Uh, Denise Salcedo, Instincts Culture, um, right here. Oh, so my sorry. question for you is now, you know, two nights of WrestleMania done and possibly the biggest WrestleMania of all time. So for you, I want to ask you a two-part question. Talk to us about what you would consider the biggest challenge that you had in putting both of these shows together and also coming out of it, the thing that you're most proud of. Oh, God. Um Biggest challenge to me is, um, man, all of it. <laughs> it's it's a weekend where a million things, or a week where a million things are happening, and along the way, there's a million more. So, it's not missing something. It's the feeling of, am I? Are you headed in the right direction? Right. It's a it's a large team of people doing it, but you're always weighing out those options with that entire team. Are we doing the right this? Are we doing the right that? What's the right piece of this? What's the right piece of that? It's just the juggling of all of it. And and luckily um, for me, you know, it's 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 such a wonderful team that's been doing this for a really long time that it sort of just goes and it and it takes place and you want to be on top of it and you want to be in front of all of it. 
but you trust the people that are the best in the world at what they do to do what they do and they knock it out of the park for you every time. So that aspect of it is um, is amazing. <clears throat> as far as what am I what am I proud of coming out of it? And I don't want this to sound like a cop out answer because I feel like I almost gave you a cop out answer on the first one of saying all of it. I'm going to say what am I proud of coming out of it? All of it. Um, tough to walk in for us for this team to walk in. To in, in some way our first WrestleMania, just working together, right? Like us working together as a team, all of us. Not not that I haven't worked with these people for twenty years, a lot of them, but it's different this time. This was the first one, different. Um, for all of us to come together as a team, work together as a team, support each other as a team, watch everybody excel at what they do while letting everybody else excel at what they do and then knock it out of the park. I don't feel like there was anything this weekend that I was like, eh, I wish that would have been a lot better or oh, I would have done that a lot differently. Now, of course, there's going to be some things that you, if you're good at anything, you're going to nitpick it apart and you're going to rip it up and you're going to say, next time I'll do this differently, right? But in this moment, I'm proud of everything. I'm proud of everybody that touched this event. I'm proud of every talent that worked in this event. I'm proud of everybody that had a piece of it. Um, from top to bottom, man, it's the greatest team in the world. And they and they just absolutely crushed this week. Crushed it. Final question for Triple H. Hi, Triple H. Hey, Joel Torres from Contralona, Puerto Rico. So WrestleMania was great. Everybody in Puerto Rico is very excited about WWE Backlash. It has been 18 years since WWE do not present a premium live event. Although all the live events have been great. Let me tell you how long ago it was. I was on it. Yeah. You you won your 10th World Championship there. Yes, I did. Exactly. Yes. So what motivates WWE to go back to Puerto Rico with a premium live event? Um, we want to go everywhere, right? So, you know, we, we have amazing fans everywhere. And I think Puerto Rico is certainly no different. We want to go everywhere where there's a passionate fan base for us to go to every corner of the globe. We want to go there. We want to get in front of those people. We want to perform for them. We want them to go crazy. If, if uh, I can tell you out there right now, if you're a part of the world that has a great fan base and you're going to be louder than everybody else, we're going to come there and we're going to deliver for you. Um, it's the passion of what we do. So to me, um, Puerto Rico has been something we've been talking about for quite a while. Got delayed a few times for other reasons, um, but now's the right time to do it. And, um, you know, having Bunny uh, come along with us for the ride and want to be a part of it and just makes it that much sweeter um, for us. Um, so exciting time, you know, and and uh, it's, it's like us going to Wales. It's like us coming up, going to London. Um, we're going to go around the globe. You know, um, WWE, as you, as you saw this weekend, we had, we had um, watch parties all over the world, everywhere, you know, uh, at, at all hours for them of the day and night. And uh, we showed those watch parties on TV. It just shows you the strength of the brand. It's everywhere. It's news everywhere. It's big everywhere. And we're going to go to where everybody is and we're going to deliver for them. Do one more. Okay, one more question. 
over here. Um, during that very, very physical Hell in a Cell match between Edge and Finn Balor, it looked like Finn needed some medical attention. Uh, I was wondering if we get an update on his condition and how he's doing. He's great. Um, okay. I just spoke to him right before I came down here. Um, sometimes uh, metal appliances that aren't designed to be thrown at you are unforgiving. <laughs> um, try to be as safe as possible, but things happen. And... Um, he was uh, received a few uh, staples in the ring, bleeding stop, went along with the match, you know, and and uh, and was able to put on a classic. Um, I just saw him again; he's totally fine. Just has a says a good good gash when your when your blood is flowing and adrenaline's cooking. Uh, stuff tends to tends to flow a lot, you know. Um, but took care of it, and uh, you know we're we're all about the safety of performers and everything. And, and we have it standing by at all times, medical and, and ready to roll. And, um, you know, truth is if, if there's a risk and we won't take it, you know, uh, we'll shut it down. So he was totally fine. And, uh, was, uh, the funny thing is that, you know, the paint hard to see, right. With all the paint. So, uh, it's kind of interesting from, we weren't sure what was going on for a minute. And then I'm like, Oh geez. But, um, yeah, he's wonderful. They're the only, the only, uh, I believe, to my knowledge, as of this moment, the only injury tonight at all was Shane with torn quad. Um, you know, but other than that, everybody was was aces. So, all right, thank you very much. Um, I look forward to seeing you in uh, at Backlash in Puerto Rico and um, in Saudi after that, and in London after that. And so it's uh, it's going to be an amazing year. Um, I can promise you this: no matter. Um, no matter what happens here, WWE is going nowhere, right? Um, we do what we do. And just like it says, uh, when you tune in each week, then now forever together, we're not going anywhere. We're just getting started. All right. Thank you all very much. Well, that concludes our WrestleMania press conference. Thank you to all of you for being a part of this historical weekend. Good night from SoFi Stadium, and we'll see you tomorrow night for the Raw after WrestleMania.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.